0: Redicon stole the golden disc.
1: Welcome to the Warren Beast Podcast, the podcast that sometimes just wonders what the hell the animators were thinking when they were making character designs. <laughs> I'm, I'm Greg.
2: I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kendall.
1: And this week we are reviewing season three, episode four. Uh it's an interesting episode. It's the cutting edge. Uh it's, probably i i want to say this is probably one of the lesser episodes for this season
2: oh yeah it was terrible um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say though like there was some like lines and scenes that were just kind of nice but not in comparison to the scene as uh, episode as a whole like it's yeah. not yeah,
3: yeah not the the, stuff that i liked but um, like there was
2: like like a joke here or there and black arachnea was good speaking but of awesome just in general.
3: I right. liked Homecoming a lot. <laughs> I don't like to talk about Homecoming. I mean we shouldn't because because I guess Greg hasn't seen it yet, right?
1: Not yet. Short. Short, Jordan
3: have you? No, I have not. But it's really good. And you should go I watch heard
2: it. Really? <laughs> it's, good it was about
3: it. I, I like I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but I am a, It was perfect and I can't think of anything wrong with it, and I loved it so much. Nice. Um, what do you think, Ken? Just short it answer. was
4: it was uh, it was excellent. It was the Spider Manist Spider Man movie that I've seen. For sure. Uh, they they fundamental they had there was a fundamental understanding of the character mm-hmm. uh in this in this take that uh was s- that was slightly missing from from the previous two incarnations and i hold the previous two incarnations in pretty high esteem i think they have they have their they have their place in history and they have definitely their moments but this just like this just like executed it it was it was basically this is this this movie is what everyone has been asking for in a spider – like people who claim to be Spider-Man fans that read comic books and say, you know, hashtag not my Spider-Man kind of stuff, this is what they've been asking for. And and not only is, is it what they've been asking for, but it was executed really well so that somebody who – this is not my Spider-Man in the sense that dance Slott's take an older, an older 20-something screw-up Spider-Man is more my Spider-Man – this is this is also this is just as valid of a take and they they just totally understood the understood the character and and how to write a, a high school a high school Spider-Man.
3: This is have, this yeah. is my Spider-Man because I love the high school Spider-Man. So and, so and and I, and I agree with you that I don't hate the other movies. They're pretty good. In a lot of respects I still like them a lot. Mm-hmm. But but this one was like it was perfect for me. Like I just <laughs>
1: That's yeah. the sort of thing that I've heard. Like, obviously, I haven't seen the movie, so I I can't give a, a fully informed opinion. But every every thing that I have heard about it is they take because a lot of people say that the Peter Parker side of the Sam Raimi movies was good, but that Spidey was bad because he didn't quip enough.
4: Yeah, that's funny. And I then, think the opposite. I think that the Spider Man side was good. The, the Peter Parker side was bad, but that's funny.
3: You see, I, I didn't like this. I, I thought I kind of agree with the not quipping enough thing, and yeah. this one was so good at that. Yeah. The quips were perfect. Yeah. Ah, yeah.
4: it's and been a, a long time pause. since I saw the Sam Raimi movies. I have a feeling that they. I mean, we've moved forward in comic book movie storytelling since those films. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: but a lot of people felt as well that the uh, the Andrew Garfield ones that the Peter Parker wasn't. Good because, well, a lot of people said that he was just way too attractive, first off. Um, what? Yeah. Um, that's, that's a yeah, stupid it's a complaint. Weird thing. Um, <laughs> but they thought that the Spider Man portion with the quips and whatnot was good. But that the Peter Parker wasn't as good. So it's like they sort of combine the two and we get a really good Peter Parker and really good Spider-Man in this one. So
3: Yeah, I definitely agree that he was good at doing both parts very well. Yeah. I, I'll say, I'll just, and this is the last
4: thing I'll say about it, if you want to hear more, uh, the, we're going to do a poll list about this uh, here soon. Um, but uh, I, I feel like the... So uh, to me, the Sam Raimi movies told the Peter Parker from Amazing Fantasy 15, the quiet, the, the real, the quiet, shy teenager kid. And, and, you know, overly, and and it also did the, like the super like self doubt, uh, constant guilt character side of, of Spider-Man. Um, then the Andrew Garfield, it was, was the closest to, to the Dan slot run, like the, like the sort of older, he's a different kind of awkward type character. Um, uh, he's not – he's not really he, – he still has like a sense of humor even when he's in, in the Peter Parker identity. He's not super self-serious. Um, but then this uh, was closer to uh, what, what we've had in modern retellings of high school uh, Peter Parker, most notably – Brian Michael Bendis' uh uh ultimate. Oh, ultimate. Yeah. Uh right down to the fact that Ned Leeds looks exactly it was cast to look exactly like
3: Miles Morales' best friend Gank. He he also is the he is gank. He is gank. Like he has a Lego everything. Right. right that character right. is entirely gank and like I think they should have just called him Gank. Right. I don't know why they didn't <laughs> I don't
4: know why they decide unless unless it's like because they wanna do because they wanna put him in that role. Cause even
3: even if like they're gonna put Gank in later was like with even if they have Miles Morales later is what I'm saying that character is Gank like already yeah so, yeah, like, yeah you can't have two of the same characters. right so. right right
4: I think I think it's yeah I well I think it's because they wanted to foreshadow because isn't Ned Ned Leeds is the original Hobgoblin right I think I don't so think yeah so I
3: think Ned Leeds dated Betty Brant for a while. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, he, and was Yeah,
1: he, but he was the Hobgoblin. I thought
3: he was too. like Peter's friend
1: stuff. He, he is, no. and that's
3: why it was a big oh, reveal. Are
1: you thinking Sorry, this a, is a um, spoiler the, from 85 Hair years ago. Mormon. Yeah, Harry and Green Goblin.
3: No, I'm not thinking of that. Yeah. I'm thinking okay. of Okay. Ned Leeds I, is
4: I, also they, Ned Leeds is also a
2: friend. I guess he was hobgoblin, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. stuff. Wasn't he? Weird. Was he also Jack Lantern, or was that another one? Another of Parker's friends? Mm i'm not sure i know, I know one of parker's friends became like, <laughs> came, became
3: like became like another goblin in like dance slot's run but anyways um he was the last thing i'll say about it is that another thing i really liked about the movie is that there was actual teenagers playing teenagers yeah 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 like that was really good <laughs> like I, I it actually felt like i was watching like actual high school and not a bunch of 30 somethings and like all the actors were really good so mm-hmm. it, it also proves you can have like actual high schoolers in a movie and not have it be like bad. It it gets great. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I do want to say that I liked Ned a lot in the movie just cause he probably won't, I'm not sure. Like a lot of the love is going to come to like Peter and all the other characters, but I think Ned was a great character and I adored him. And that's what I'll say about it.
4: The only character that I didn't (laughs) like was, was MJ, but I liked MJ, but also I don't like MJ in general. So actually I liked her more than I like her, like in the comics. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Like, man, when they undid Peter Parker's marriage, like I was along with everybody, like pretty upset about that. But like, I've, I've revisited comics where, where from during their marriage and she is the worst. Like, I don't know if it's just because pe- it's hard to like people didn't know how to write women in the '90s or what. It's but probably like, the case. like uh, I, I think it's I think it's probably I mean, and she's been she's she's had she's had her roles since then uh as a character, and yeah, probably if they brought her back as a love interest, they would they would know what to do with her. But she just like, especially especially like especially like married women. I I feel like Mara Jade. This happened to Mara Jade in the Star Wars universe as well. Like once she was like married and had a kid, she was they they changed the way her character was written so that it lost kind of the edge, and uh, yeah. So I don't know, but I liked you know I was a I'm you know I wish that I wish that Peter could still be with uh, Carly Cooper. She's my favorite. She's my favorite Peter Parker. It was pretty cool.
3: Yeah. I Um, I
4: like the, I like the, 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 we're out to coffee and car. And he's like, Oh, there's a bad thing. I have to leave. And she's like, but first I have to leave because I'm a cop. (laughs) Um, so the, so, uh, my opinion of this episode is that I actually really enjoyed the episode. Uh, but also the Maximals are the worst in this episode. Mm
5: -hmm.
4: They are, they are racist and misogynist. I agree
3: with that, but I also just didn't
2: like the episode as a whole. So I wanted to point point out I kind of checked out during the Spidey talk because I didn't want to pay attention to spoilers. But I had we didn't spoil anything except for yeah, I know MJ's in it. That's kind of um, that MJ's in it. um, But that was because also I was also in part looking up some information like the air date of the episode being in '98, and the fact that Austin Powers: International Man of Mystery came out in '97. So, uh, and to answer of Greg's question, I think at least some of the people working on this episode were thinking of raptors with freaking lasers on their heads. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Except
4: for the line is sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. I but, know. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's – I like it. I like it. I like this episode more now. Because <laughs> I, mean, I don't, don't care – The raptors were the best were, – were one of the best parts of the episode yes. was the raptors. I don't care you know. what, what Zach says. I'm going to drop the gauntlet here. The uh, the first Austin Powers movie holds up really well.
1: I haven't seen it in forever, so I really uh, yeah, can't. I can't I yeah,
2: I'd, I'd have to rewatch it just. Yeah. Now because as much as I like, when I was in high school, it was like a big thing, and so we like, it was like our 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 uh, like me and my friends our movie kind of thing. So we put a lot to it, but I'm trying. But I'm not sure if that means like it holds up I, now.
4: I do you I, know I, how how many times a day. I say that some some geographic area on a TV show looks surprisingly like southern California.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> a lot. I do like I do like uh quoting from the second movie the the when everyone's trying to explain any convoluted time travel stuff just going to someone's like oh my eyes have gone cross and it's like just because that's pretty much how you have to handle a lot of time travel stuff. Just forget yeah. it. The
4: other the other thing the other thing is like the uh begin the unnecessarily slow lowering
2: process. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do s I do I will say this about Awesome Powers, the first movie. The the commentary uh track is wonderful. I love some of the things that they were uh, that like Mike Myers and and the others are saying, and they talk they talk about like they talk about things about the movies, but they also go on tangents. I mean, it's hilarious. Mm.
1: Sort of like what we are, because we're like fifteen <laughs> minutes in and we haven't we haven't even touched. I am. I know,
2: I know. We're like hey, we're
4: hey, like right five on minutes, and we can be like totally reprised. We're like oh. I was gonna say we're like right on we're like no, right that's on time. The, the, what they do normally. <laughs> okay, so
3: uh, I yeah, and I me. like that part of that show. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm okay with emulating it. <laughs>
4: so the Cyber Raptors represent another milestone in Megatron's endeavor to. This effort has been touched upon in previous episodes, and will be built upon in the following episode. <laughs>
1: In case you haven't realized, Kendall is doing that so that he doesn't spoiler this for, the, for any listeners who uh, are following along See, and watching if episodes. It,
3: if, if I was doing that goof, I would just say la la whenever I had to say spoilers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
3: <laughs> Some I'll, people will get. Although although not named,
4: Shaq and Una, the two cave children, make their debut. So if Una uh, – this just uh, occurred to me. If Una uh, was named in this episode – Then um, by some stretch of the imagination, you could say that this episode passes the Bechdel test.
3: Oh, God.
4: (laughs) Which makes up for all of the misogyny. Um, Nope. (laughs) Uh. Nope. (laughs) The animation, texture and overall look of the Cyber Raptors clearly show how much the CGI technology and quality has advanced since the series beginning. Compared
3: to the crude, I was crude, gonna say that these look way better than Dinobots' beast form.
4: <laughs> crude yeah. and relatively under-detailed animation model of Dino- Dinobots' dinosaur mode, the Cyber Raptors represent a definite improvement and won't and wouldn't look out of place in today's computer animated cartoons either.
1: Yep, I was a bit. There were some as s- opposed
3: to the kids, which are abominations.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, not exactly sure what they were thinking there. Anyway, anything else that we had there on uh, IMDb? That's that's all on IMDb.
2: It's a of a TF Wiki, TF Wiki man. Okay, so, um, okay, it mentions an, anim- an animation technical error, but I'm not really sure if that was just just something <sighs> a, a thematic thing. But they mentioned that when Optimus is singing over <laughs> Rat Trap's link, uh, his voice loses its uh, usual electronic flanging effect.
1: Oh yeah, that's right.
2: I mean, there's it's, hear that one. <laughs> um, but then there's also some continuity errors where imagine mentioned... no scared of thunder. Listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> that is an actual phobia. I forget what the term is, though. Of course, it's an actual phobia. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My wife has a very big phobia of thunderstorms.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I have a phobia met... for them. <laughs>
2: The proto-humans are much more civilized, having invented clothes and some rot- rudimentary society, than their, than their ape-like behavior in their last appearance. Either they're very fast learners, or the Beast Wars have gone on for a really long time.
5: Mm. Uh,
2: it also, uh, also mentions that one of the first raptors that uh, Black Arachne and Cheater fight off wanders off and doesn't turn up in the final battle where there's, where there's only a, you know, the group of three that uh, Megatron hands over. And oh, it's just yeah. like, where did it go?
4: Well, like, it, never, it, attacked, the, it attacked the proto-humans, and that's how they figured out how to destroy them with their weak spot. I thought that was the only the three that came with tarantulas. Yeah. Well, they, they all have weak spots.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, they know how to fight them. How do you, how do you yeah, I was going to say, I mean. If, if they but find like, it, they can take it off camera. How,
4: yeah, they figure, I'm saying they figured it out off camera because the guy just jumps in and does it without even thinking about yeah, it.
2: Yeah, that's true. It does point out some continuity notes uh, as well, such as the fact that the one of the uh, older hominids is carrying around Dinobots' makeshift hammer, or at least a facsimile of it. Yeah. Um. I thought that was cool. Again, I believe uh, as Kendall mentioned, the Cyber Raptors are Megatron's second attempt at at uh, cloning stuff, and we'll see further examples of it in later episodes. Um. It mentions there's a lot of foreshadowing in this uh in this episode because of uh there's a two part coming that it it kind of hi- will it foreshadows in I'm not going to mention what some of the foreshadowing is again because that they kind of <laughs> ruin some of the things that're going on yeah. but we we're probably going to point out some of the things that are like oh this is this is like a hint or something not just just not what it hints at yeah um and then after a season of going solo, Tarantulas is once again working for Megatron under undisclosed circumstances. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it just it just he's just there.
3: I yeah. tweeted about Tarantulas. that. I was like, this is weird. He should not be. He should not be working under Megatron again. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's,
4: it's because they're it, it's because I, they made friends when before, at the end of the last season.
3: Well, like, yeah, but like, like I, I felt like that was like that was like a, a temporary thing. And then I felt like I feel like if they they lost when they lost that fight, Tarantula should have like hit again but or something. I think it would have made more sense. So, but so
4: this is my this is my head cannon, I guess. Head cannon. I hate that word. Um, I don't. <laughs>
2: choose cannon cannonballs would be awesome.
4: But <laughs> so uh, so basically, all the time, to- all that time that Tarantula was creating his own faction, it's because he was in the Predacon secret police or whatever. That's the only reason that he was – that he, he's actually loyal to the Predacons and so now that, now that it was revealed – now that they revealed to, uh, to both – now that uh, uh, Ravage and, uh, and tarantulas what, what Megatron's actual plan was and what his basis for all the stuff and everything, um, now he's, he's on board. I mean he also wants to still blow up the ship, the ark. Okay. Yeah, I guess it just doesn't feel right. Well, yeah, um, because that that retcon at the end of last season was bad, but uh, but still, I think that's what they're
2: going for. <laughs> at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Tarantulus is e- even if he doesn't want to blow up the ship, it is a very important like uh, I guess uh, part of like the war. Like it is a turning point, a battlefield that you would want to hold control of. So he's at least willing to work with Megatron to get, to get control of it, if not to actually, you know, destroy uh, Prime.
4: I just I – in general, I liked it. But I do – I agree that uh, Transylus is more interesting as a wild card where he's sort of his own mm-hmm. faction. But when they revealed that he was actually secretly part of the, the Predacon secret police this whole time, that just completely
2: throws that out the window. So they mm-hmm. – I just feel like they painted you, you, you themselves you into a corner. You just want him to cut the brakes of the van and jump out screaming wild card, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it mentions also that tarantulas had a dart that it that carries in quotation marks, transmetal cyber venom. It is unclear if this refers to cyber venom administered by a transmetal or cyber venom designed to incapacitate transmetals. But either way, it makes your head grow and carry and causes you to sing deliriously. Uh, it gives two real world references, uh, mentioning that. Megatron exclaims, Cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war. A quote from Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. Julius Singer. Caesar, yep. Yes. Mm hmm. And as Primal is shakily recovering from the cyber venom in the background of one scene, Silverbolt can be seen ad- administering the How many fingers am I holding up? sobriety yes. test.
1: <laughs> I noticed that too. That was hilarious.
2: Uh, and then there's some trivia bits here. This is the first and only time a protohome human is hinted to have been killed in an episode we, yeah we'll we'll get to that because it's in the opening however it oh, was,
3: yeah, yeah it was that. an
2: older specimen who may have already passed along his genetic material long ago thereby it uh theoretically preventing any uh alteration to history that would involve erasing anyone from existence mm-hmm. or he just didn't matter <laughs> there's that too this episode features the only time tarantulas uses his spider leg guns in his transmetal form
1: yeah, I noticed that too. That was a bit weird. I didn't
2: notice <laughs> that. that was, I, like, I was a little distracted at that point. I like this trivia bit. The invention of the club appears to have led swiftly and mercifully to the invention of pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Death charge arrives at the arc just in the nick of time, without any previous establish in the episode, making his introduction in, into this episode uh, uh, into this episode's plot a bit of a do. Zeus Machina. Yeah.
1: I
4: thought
2: that finally, was,
1: I
4: thought it was great. Cause uh, like, like he, I like, I forgot he existed.
2: Yeah. I mean like as, as, as itself, it does seem like a little surprise bit, but if you've been, you know, like watching the others, you at least know he exists. So I guess it's just that the episode itself never made it clear that he is kind of more willing mm-hmm. to be working with them.
4: Right. And well, and also like he's sort of, yeah, I mean, up the, the arc his character arc has been like, I, I'm not helping you with anything. And then I show up yeah. at the last minute.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, the trivia also mentions that perhaps Megatron shouldn't have put the most vulnerable parts of his creations right on top of their backs where they could easily be sh- sh- uh, shot, smashed, etc. Yeah. And that is all we have for, from the TF wiki.
1: Okay. That was quite a bit of info. And yeah. a good job, of course, in not spoiling too much for, <laughs> for folks. Uh, cause, yeah, that two-parter that was alluded to is, uh, what's coming up, uh, after this episode, actually. Uh, but we will get more into the foreshadowing as we progress through the episode. So, uh, as we, we stated, we, we opened this episode on a, uh, s- sort of forested area. We've got a, a bunch of the, the hominids all walking along. And one of them, of course, is carrying Dinobot's uh, improvised stick and rock into a sort of a sledgehammer type device. Who's which I leading thought the was way. maybe
3: like a bag on a stick for a second there. Which
1: is <laughs> <laughs> Hominid hobo. <laughs> hobo with a stick and a stone. Instead mm-hmm. of hobo with a shotgun. Um... We we see the the two children. Uh, one picks up a flower and sort of flings some petals into the air, and they start chasing one another. Um, we then get one of the the what appears to be an older hominid, uh, who who is examining one of the petals, and we hear something approach from the side of him, and he shrieks and. So the the leading hominid looks back and sees that he's disappeared and starts freaking out and everybody starts running. Uh, he's wielding. I think, he, I
2: think he gives like a a cry to the to the kid, like yeah. the smaller hominid kids. Yeah, To basically run anyways. Like it's not yeah. like they they all freak out and start running. It's just like he heard something and was like run, and yeah. and then things went south.
1: And it's good reason too because. No more than a few seconds later, we get a grayish looking raptor with red eyes popping out of a bush uh, It growls the the hominid realizes very quickly that it's outmatched and starts booking it and so the raptor's running after it and I, I had forgotten this part in this episode because the raptor starts shooting eye blasts
2: yeah yeah i I like the kind of build up that they at least did for this part too because it's yeah. like. He's like, it's running. He's like, oh man, this is really bad. At least he's keeping ahead of it. And then all of a sudden, it starts shooting lasers. It's like, well, yeah. It's like, well, there
1: goes that advantage. Um, so yeah, it it gets a few blasts and it doesn't really hit him though. Uh, he manages to ha- to disappear. And so the raptors sniffing around a bit. We get a bit of a closer look at it, and the the detail is definitely a lot better on on this version of the raptor model, even with the the robotic bits on it it definitely looks uh a lot better than what we had with dinobot in the first and second season it
4: looks a lot more detailed i wouldn't say better
1: yeah.
4: uh but even for even for me not liking the designs and the, the designs in this season i'm on board with this design i think it's a it's a good like subtle like there's a little bit of extra tech they look like it looks like a cyborg raptor which is cool yeah like
2: in it still looks scenes, like
4: a raptor. Yeah,
2: yeah. In some of the scenes, you can see that it definitely has like like one of its feet are actually metallic and, and robotic, even though – but it is in the shape of a, of, of a normal raptor foot. So well, like, like I said, it,
3: they're, they're, they're cyborg raptors. You yeah. yeah. I,
2: I'm just saying is that the parts aren't the – me, the metal parts aren't made to be like uh, functional and robotic looking. They're, they are made to be, look like part of the raptor. That's that's what. I, I'm yeah,
4: I mean, I mean, this show really has established cool. like, really the
2: mm-hmm. this
4: this show has this established in the last in this the rest of this season that they don't care that if people look like if the things look like animals or not. So it's I appreciate <laughs> that, that these designs look like animals.
2: <laughs> yes yeah, so I no. You Death charge kind of looks you like say a, that in the next scene but. with primal yeah exactly
3: primal is
4: the is, is the key <laughs> example but there but i I well, think some of the transmetal some of the other transmetals as well but no, I, well, I was we,
3: we, I mean I was, like they got a, they got a, they don't have much of a choice of that stuff they got yeah. to circus new toys right so this is a good chance for them to kind of like show off like okay, well, if we were still doing normal animals this is what it would look like Because <laughs> it well, looks real
2: good i I was referencing the scene that came up where basically it's primal playing with a giant hand as a jet yes
3: oh i love I'm that that was so funny right I, that was so funny i know, you know Kendall know really hated that but i loved it
1: yeah, I, don't, I don't i'm sorry but i i think i'm gonna snip that for the the screenshot for this episode
4: what the screen i don't even know what you guys are talking about
3: well okay there's a part where are pretty coming up pretty soon here where primal like flies overhead and he's like protect those children and he points his finger down while in jet
1: mode
5: yeah <laughs>
3: So stupid. I mean, I I
4: when I see when I see him, I mostly just like I can't tell what form he's in because they all look the same. So he's just a bunch That's of crap fair. with giant hands.
1: Yeah. But yes. So just before we, we get Optimus and and company appearing, uh, we have the two kids that are hiding under a tree, and uh the the girl is, is sort of, you know, shivering or sort of quaking a bit in fear and the the boy he tries to put his hand over her mouth so that she isn't making any noise but then the the head of the raptor pokes through uh because there were some bushes in front it pokes his head through and snaps and tries to to get at them they run and then we get optimus and Silvervolt on the scene um and we get optimus saying say protect those children and so, Silverbolt shoots a couple of missiles, then he, does he gets... Does
3: he shoot them in a different way than he normally does? Like, he, kind of, like he shot something out of his elbows. For a there.
1: Here, I thought they came from his wings.
3: Oh, uh, no, you're right. I just saw it wrong the first
1: time I watched okay. it. Yeah, he, he launched them from his wings. Uh, he misses, and then the raptor looks up, blasts him with his lasers, and Silverbolt crashes into the ground. So, we then get Optimus, uh, who transforms, and shoots at the, the raptor.
2: Well no, he shoots a as a as a plane before he transforms. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, after shoots, he transforms plane. he shoots a
3: rock and the rock yeah. falls on the raptor and squishes it. Yep.
2: Yep.
1: Yep. So the Raptor's taken care of. Um Silver he transforms and then lands and we've got Silverbolt who's sort of nursing his his shoulder a little bit. Um the the two children sort of look up in awe of Optimus.
2: And are ready to worship their
3: new and shiny they look, god. They look horrible and yeah. and disgusting, and I hate them. <laughs> yeah,
1: they they was not good character models.
3: I didn't mind them. I mean, I just feel
4: like they look this like children versions of what we've kind of expected the early human people to look like. I mean, they
3: didn't look they didn't look good either though. <laughs> <laughs> the early human people models aren't <laughs> very good. Like, they're good at doing robots and animals, but like the pe- people are a tough thing for them still. Yeah. And these ones especially, because they're trying to like make them look like cave. I, I don't. I don't know what the correct. I don't know what the correct genus is. I don't know if they're Neanderthals or whatever, but they're like that kind of
2: human. Yeah, I think that's why the TF Wiki usually refers to them as proto-humans, because it can. Or be... I guess Neanderthals. Is how you pronounce that word? I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I guess it's it's covering pretty much a very large swath of mm. uh of history, and they might Purposely don't really ever make it very obvious what what time period they are. So
3: uh, it's not like in a Power Rangers movie where it's like Cenozoic period.
4: Yeah, I think <laughs> um I think that they're they're probably earlier than these these guys th- these protohumans are probably earlier than like Neanderthals. They might probably. be more like Australopithecus. Yeah. I just really don't know what the sense. other
5: ones are called.
4: Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. I just I don't know. I really am not offended at all by their designs. They look like cartoon characters to me.
3: Fair. I mean, I think they look terrible and like Luke and think... and Mike Greed. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but they're
2: they hate everything probably. <laughs> I think there's hey, only For me, I think there was only like specifically one or two s- scenes where the design kind of does look very uncanny valley or just it just it's just unnerving like Yeah. Like when the when the raptor first starts snapping at them in, under the tree roots, and and they like they ran and like the girl was screaming like right front and, front in and, like front and center of the camera. Yeah, they have a, that image was unnerving to me for some reason. They have a like, lot of awkward facial expressions that don't look natural. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's what it is. No, I, I agree. Think. Like the yeah. the screenshots that I shared in particular had like. Some really weird ones, and if, if, listeners, if you didn't see yeah. them, you can go onto my feed, and they'll probably still be there, just a, a few days ago, Monday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unless enough people got freaked out and asked sure you to take it down, <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. No, probably not. Um, so we we cut back to the maximal base, and we've got Rhinox, who is uh, he's analyzing the the raptor at this point. And he's detected that there's Cybertronian components uh, in the Raptor, which we could all see when we saw the Raptor. So uh, Optimus basically deduces, "Oh, Megatron's behind this, uh, cloning long dead rap-, and like cloning long dead Raptors and infusing them with Transmetal technology." So and he's like, "And there's possibly others." So Optimus is like, "Which means we could have trouble." Um, speaking of trouble, we then cut to Rat Trap, who's walking down a hallway, and he's walking by a door, and I'm not sure why, but the door announces that it is opening.
3: <laughs> it, it announces it's opening so that Rat Trap can
2: be warned it's going to open and move. It's a, it's a top secret area that no, nobody's really supposed to be in there without special clearance. So yeah. of course they want, they want to know if, if anyone's going in or out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah so
1: the, the he manages to sneak around a corner and looks on as black Arachnia exits the whichever room this was uh and then it announces that the door is closed uh as she sort it's of the looks around, it? yeah,
5: and she's the, holding door do-
1: the door is a jar, no, silly, the door is a door. There's my dad joke <laughs> for the day, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that I got my uh, my
4: snare drum right here, but the cymbal's way over there. I can't do a room shot.
5: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So yeah, we've gone for a little while with our little tangent at the start of this episode. So <laughs> why don't we take a uh, really quick break, and then we shall get right back into it so that we can blow well. Sort of get through the rest of this episode quick. I mean,
3: I don't think I'll we'll take us that long to get through stuff. the episode because it's not a very good episode. <laughs> no, no, See, I d- I actually like this
4: episode. This is weird. Sorry,
3: Ken. <laughs> I
4: don't understand. Be right back.
0: Captain hey, Set free by the Teen Angels from his prehistoric block of glacier ice, comes the world's first superhero, Captain Caveman. Now the constant companion to the Teen Angels, Brenda, Dee Dee, and Taffy in their hilarious and sometimes scary mystery missions. Get ready for Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels.
1: All right. So everybody's good to go?
0: Yeah. I'm joking,
2: yes.
1: Alright. So three, two, one. Did you just clap?
3: <laughs> Are we supposed to clap?
1: I do in order to know where the sorry, break ends. let's do it
3: again. Let's do it again.
1: <laughs> three, two, one. And we're back. We did barely didn't know when to clap. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just you. No one has to know about that.
1: Behind the curtain.
2: <laughs> Parting the kimono. Yep.
1: Yeah. But yes, yeah, so we we get uh, Black Arachne who's exited out of this room. She's holding some sort of a canister, and after she exits and starts walking down the hallway, uh she gets bumped into apparently they brought the, the two hominid children with them. To yeah, protect and so her.
3: we have an we have an episode with kids which is already a bad thing. And now we have an episode... With, but they're not just kids. They're proto-human kids. So, it's even worse. <laughs> yes.
1: So, they bump into her. She drops the can- canister. Uh, it opens up and it looks like there's some sort of maximal... It almost looks like... You remember those those film we'll reels, reels in... Yeah. yeah like,
2: like on old projector.
1: Exactly. It almost looks something like or that.
2: Or old... T- uh, I thought it cool looked
4: rips. like... I thought those were just her pogs. Yeah,
3: it's just her pog collection. I don't know what Ratchet's all been a tizzy about. <laughs> they all Well, see, they all well, had... Maybe they were the his whole, pog collection. Yeah, I was going to say, they all have... So that's macros. my slammer! <laughs> <laughs> you see,
4: the Predacons play for keeps.
3: <laughs> oh, shit. That was a band in our school.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so... Black Arachne is a bit flustered... Uh, she turns around, and we then get Cheetor, who nearly runs into her. And speaking of flustered,
4: Cheetor's uh, balls drop.
1: <laughs> that's one way of putting when- <laughs> it, I guess. He he certainly <laughs> seems to uh, to be having a uh, a thing for Black Arachne in this episode.
2: I was going to go with cyber puberty.
1: Yeah, sort of it's like it's the only fembot around.
3: So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, I don't like Cheetor being creepy. I mean, like I just, maybe it's, maybe it, it doesn't help that I just finished watching a movie with like the two best teen boys ever <laughs> <laughs> because there's such good boys in that movie. Like I, I love them and I'll talk about homecoming, of course, but <laughs> like Cheetor is like totally not a good boy. He's being a gross teen
2: boy right now.
1: Yeah. He, he well, certainly, uh,
2: I was going to say, he doesn't really have any good role models to look to at the moment. Well, I mean, sure he's got, no. S- I mean, he's got Silverbolt, teenage. Optimus. I don't know. Silverbolt's like, not being a really good role model. He's not good, t- he's not good yeah. this episode, this that's episode. for sure. That, no. That's absolutely yeah. true.
3: Everyone's terrible this episode, except for Black Arachnia.
4: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm glad.
3: At
2: least, at least that's one thing we can agree on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> I do say, I think, though, Primal must have some very good patience with those kids i mean, I guess I, office isn't that bad but he's not good either he's yeah he's chill. like yeah he's he's not stepping in to help
1: yeah he oh i'll shouldn't.
4: i'll i'll throw in i'll throw in the things that he does that are bad don't worry okay, okay. we'll get there we'll get there because he's he's uh he's just as he's just as racist and sexist as everybody else
1: oh okay i, I think i know where you're going with this um so yeah we get a bit of an awkward moment, and, of course, Cheater offers to try and help her clean stuff up. She's like, no, I don't want any help. Um, he
3: lingers way too long with, like, pushing yeah. her against the wall. And it's really uncomfortable mm-hmm. and not cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so, and Rattrap, of course, is watching all of this, and then he scurries off. Uh, we then cut to the, the command center of the base.
2: Like, I think they're trying to get, they're really trying to get across he's going through an awkward teen Teen phrase phase here, but yeah. but like Emily says, it's it's coming off a little more on the creepy side than awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah.
3: Like I I was a teenager, but I didn't like, and like I I had urges, but I didn't like um, I didn't make other people uncomfortable with that. You I, mean, I, I mean, kept to myself. I mean,
4: <laughs> by the time we get to the end of this episode, I'm pretty sure that Cheetor is is is, is he's logging onto Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying no
3: you're right he's like <laughs> fucking friend zoned again he's gonna put in like yeah. <laughs> Yep.
1: yeah it um I, I'm gonna fully admit as a teenager I, I'm sure that there were some slightly creepy moments in my adolescence that I am not too proud of um but nothing quite
3: I never pinned a girl like against that. a wall
1: <laughs>
2: yeah me <either. laughs> Man, yeah. I, I'm, I hope there's at like some point in in when we we're watching Beast Machines, like someone uh asks asked Cheetor about that and he's like, Oh, that was back when I was a kid. I kind of feel shitty about that. Can we like, you know, maybe I don't think it's
3: ever gonna happen.
2: <laughs> it would have been You're gonna reference this,
4: this yeah. specific episode.
3: Um <laughs> uh, like I mean like I know I know how Cheetor gets in Beast Machines, so I doubt that's gonna happen. Yeah. Hopefully.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we we've got the, the kids <laughs> They they sort of jump onto one of the seats and uh, one of them hits the console button that starts to make the chair turn while the other is sitting in it and starts spinning really really fast. I hope we're lucky that they didn't you know projectile vomit like on a carnival ride or
2: anything. Oh god, that that would have been terrible. Yeah, was that Problem (laughs) Child or Problem Child Two? Problem Child Two. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that was quite possibly one of the grossest scenes I yeah. think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I had completely blanked on that. I had managed to scrub it from my memory for the longest time. So thanks, Jordan. I'm
3: not grossed out by a lot of things, <laughs> but, but vomit scenes are things that gross me
1: out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, we. so while they're playing with the chair, um, we've got all the Maximals uh, sort of huddled around the, the command console in the center. And Optimus announces that someone needs to escort the kids home.
4: And, and it's gotta says, be the lady.
1: Yeah, he's like Black Arachnia? She's like, uh, me? Uh why why don't you give it to somebody who can fly? Which, you know, does seem sensible. I mean, I okay.
3: know what you're saying your Kendall, where it's like, oh, they're kids late, but that's not what he says. And I don't think that's what is I think he's like I don't think he's like he's like, you know Megatron better than anybody. So and you do it. And I mean like it's there also kind of
4: this Yeah. She knows Megatron better than anybody. Uh, she's she's she was a protoform for like half the war. Like they've been fighting against Megatron for a long time now. They
3: all know Megatron's tactics pretty well. She was like right at his side kind of thing. Like she was kind of his, almost like his lieutenant for a little bit. But like I don't know. I think that's them, I think that's reaching. It's because like it's it's they're kids that she and she's a woman. I don't know.
4: I mean, she's the they go this is the one episode where there's kids. She's the one female character on the show and Listen, immediately the
3: writers might might have been a little sexist there. But I don't <laughs> think Optimus was being that. And in fact I think like Optimus. <laughs> that doesn't make like any sense. If... Well, 'cause I'm saying like the, the writers might have written it that way because of that, but Optimus' reasonings aren't you're a woman. So it's your job.
4: No, that's I not what he that's says. That's not what he
3: says. But that's
4: what he's. It's, a, it's I mean, it's a subconscious I think, thing.
3: I don't think it's a subconscious. I think. I think. I think it's because he's trying to give her like a mission to like you know, but a, a mission that's not that tough, kind of thing. But
4: oh, because she's a woman, she can no, only. No, because she's yeah. be a Predacon's
3: fucking candle. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, okay. So it's so it's still the racism thing. Okay,
3: it's not. She used to be on the enemy team. Like they fought her, to, they were fighting her like lethally, like like a week ago. Like <laughs> that's not necessarily just, racism. Just They're saying, like, they never they never we did were this fighting. Like they never did that with
4: uh, <laughs> they never did that with uh, Dinobot. Shit.
1: <sighs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. They did um,
3: actually because they made him go on patrols all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, they make mention that. Their scanners are not able to register organics properly, uh, so there's not much of a chance for them to be able to locate the, the tribe that the kids belong to from the air. So the kids are going to have to lead them on foot to where they live. So so Black Arachne is like, oh, great, a nature walk. Uh, and Oz is like, well, it's a dangerous one, but it's necessary. And cyber raptors are megatrons, and you know them better than anyone else and Rattrap is like having been his eight, little eight-legged lieutenant and I am just like
2: Rattrap be quiet
3: <laughs> you see Optimus is even do, trying but- to like defend her like I don't know I think I think Optimus is, is okay here
2: I think it cuts his authority though that there is a small mammal h- hanging from his finger, swinging back and forth yeah that's-
1: yeah, that's- yeah. That's <laughs> um so She's like, great. Me and the Junior Forest Rangers, and then of course Silverbolt is like, I'll accompany her. And Austin's like, uh, No, you won't. You got damaged. And he's like, Besides, I want Black Arachne's full attention on the job at hand, yeah. aka <laughs> screw off, <laughs> screw off, your horn dog.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> So then, Cheetor pipes up and says that he'll go with her. To which pop like agrees.
0: And
3: Silverbolt's immediately growling at him, even though like mm-hmm. like he has no reason to think that he's hitting on her yet. Like he's just yeah. like he's just being a chauvinistic prick here. Like yep. being super territorial. Yeah. Like, it's horrible. Like yep. damn it, he's,
2: Silverbolt. He's getting. T- he's letting his dog side just be a little too prevalent there. And, like, yeah. even if Cheetor,
3: maybe New Cheetor likes her, like, does he not trust Black Arachnia? Like, yep, it's stupid. Yep. Like,
2: That's that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. He's
3: being, he's being really bad. Why are my good boys being bad in this episode? I don't like it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Another way they read it, which is giving them credit for word credit due, he might just be growling over the fact that Optimus Prime was... No, he's staring at Cheetor in the face! Def- no, def- no, it's no, definitely no, Cheetor. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's it's definitely because, because of Cheetor. Not- he would not uh stick to his duty and instead would go canoodle with his loved one. The only thing the
4: only the only justification I can think of here is if there was a scene that we didn't see where Black Arachnea told him about what happened in the hallway.
1: Yeah. Which is possible.
2: Yeah. Like it's certainly possible. Yes. I mean he still really shouldn't be outright growling. No, that's pretty it's pretty aggressive, guys. Like
3: whoa. And then Cheetor doesn't get the clue at all because <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. Because <laughs> he I just discovered care. women just now.
2: <laughs> look, look, they're 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 robots with computer systems. Cyber pu- puberty hits fast and it hits hard. Look, air razor. <sighs> like
4: was with air. razor was like a was like a mother figure. Like he he, he was with she was with uh, she was a Tigertron, which he sort of saw as like a father figure to him. So like you know he didn't see her that way but black arachnia <laughs> you know
3: well i mean even black arachnia he was all like you're gross in like early episodes but now he's all like you know cuz whatever mm-hmm. but um uh this is a side note because like we're talking about how like black arachnia is like the only woman in like trans in the in the show now and all this stuff um Lindsay Ellis is doing a really good series right now where she is taking apart the Transformers movies in a way to examine film theory and stuff (laughs) about that. And um, one of the episodes is specifically about how, like, there aren't any girl robots in Michael Bay's Transformers besides RC, who has one line and then gets killed. So, like, yeah. And and it's a really good examination on it. And it shows a lot, like, there's a lot more robots, female robots in G1 than I remember. So that was interesting. Oh, yeah. There's even a really good scene where, like, it shows, like, um, Ironhide being, like, you know, respectful to a, to a lady Transformer, <laughs> it, is, it is a little joke where it's all like Ironhide feminist hero, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's a good video. Check it out, Lindsay Ellis. Cool. too.
1: Yeah. So we get the we get Cheetor and uh, Black Arachnia who who leave the base and are escorting the kids, and we've got
2: <laughs> Cheetor. <laughs> Yeah. His cheater. block cycles ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got a spring in his step.
1: Yeah. And Rhinox oh, makes God mention
4: sunshine. of it.
2: Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. His tail's uh, up in the
4: air like he's presenting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there. I was just <laughs> I was going I mean, for more happy go lucky.
4: Look, this this show this sh- this episode is is proof of everything that I've been saying about the Maximals for the entire season. So, or for the entire series. So,
1: yeah. We, we do get a pretty funny line from Rhinox in all of this, though, because he's like, is it just me, or is our boy looking particularly bushy-tailed today?
3: I think Rhinox says that, yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then Rattrap why, goes like, it's, it's the red push-trap. lady I'm worried about. Yeah. You know, I mean, because she's Fred. <laughs>
1: yeah, sneaking into classified areas, and he he's sort of starts alluding to something, and then we get uh, Silverbolt who reappears, and like, he's like,
4: and this oh. is where he says the, mo- really the most, probably the most racist like- line in the entire series.
1: Oh, is this what he, you were alluding he to? He essentially
4: earlier? says, she's a credit to her race. That's basically yeah, what he says.
3: That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I will say again, I don't think Rhinox is being that bad here because he's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Rat Trap? That's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. And
2: Rat Trap is <laughs> basically.
3: Well, What's there isn't going- enough. There isn't oh. enough good from the other maximals to balance out how shitty the other yeah. ones are. So it doesn't okay. really matter. Okay,
4: no, no, Rhinox. Uh, I am. I'm totally. I do not have any complaints about Rhinox. Uh, he's. I feel like Rhinox may, may be – I don't think he's ever says anything racist. Like yeah. he may be the only maximal that's not racist. Wow, well, you said
2: racist.
3: I think he might have like he said a thing about like when he became a Predacon for a little bit. He talked about it's like having three gigs of aggression on a two gig chip or something like that. I don't remember, but that's the only thing. Uh,
4: that's yeah, I mean that's not that's not but that's not that's how he was feeling because they messed with his programming. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a little different. That's being mi- being mind controlled and saying that that's weird is a little bit different than saying this person because of their because of their programming or because of their uh, origins is going to be a bad person. Mm
3: -hmm. And um, by the way, let's just take a moment to remember that good episode while we're watching this bad one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the line specifically was like your three gigabytes of attitude on a two gig hard drive.
3: That was pretty close.
1: (laughs) And that was actually the the, uh, title of episode 13 of our, of our show. (laughs)
4: <laughs> so, was that a good yeah. episode i guess it was yeah, yeah it was I think definitely I think a cool it. episode I'm, I'm pretty sure there, there were definitely yeah, it definitely had, had its remember. moments
2: it definitely had some remember, cool remember moments. not calling uh ter- pterosaur a smirker yeah. oh, yes that's right
3: good that's good i mean i had that was when i had my mind control rant too <laughs> it's, a, it's a highlight of the series
1: <laughs> i think we talked about johnny bravo and a scooby-doo crossover
2: maybe oh probably because of the apple core reference that i made
1: yeah. Oh, I remember what it, we we referenced how Michael Bay learned shaky cam from that episode too. <laughs> there was so much shaky cam.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. So anyways. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> um so we've got Black Arachnia and Cheetor who are walking up this hill, and the kids sort of point off in the distance. Sort of indicate. Oh, yep, yeah, that's that's the direction we need to go in. <laughs> One of them tries to hug Black Arachne's arm, and she's like,
5: "Fuck off, out by it.
1: <laughs> Yeah, she's like, "I don't make friends. I can't stand kids, and I truly despise cute." So,
3: and don't worry, because they're not cute, so it's yeah. not a problem. does say that yet. Actually, she just says, "Don't bug me, kid. Your forehead slopes."
1: Oh, yeah, that's point. right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we we then cut to to Megatron, who I have no idea where the camera is, but he is somehow managing to monitor them. Uh, He's as, just
2: got so many cameras out out there now.
1: Yeah. But yes, he, he makes mention that the prey is in the field and that the the hunt shall begin. Um, and then we get a zoom in on his teeth from when they would have gone to commercial, and that was a little weird, but. <laughs> so we we cut back to Cheetor who's flying around one of the kids and he's like oh hang on and he's like doing loop de loops and barrel yeah. rolls and
2: as the kids are riding up
1: kind yeah. of thing and black iraqi is having trouble with her her scanning device oh,
2: you're not going to mention her really good line
1: yeah. yeah oh they're
3: oh they're only young once
1: but no, the next no,
3: juvenile she, forever she's, yeah, yeah. She's talking about boys
1: yeah <laughs> Um, and of course, the the little girl is, is sitting with like a, a half a coconut on a rock, and she, she's she was eating it, and then she sees Black Arachnia, and then immediately decides to put the the coconut shell on her head uh, to sort of impersonate Black Arachnia and starts mimicking her motions.
3: I also want to point out that the reason we know this character is a girl is because she's got longer hair, even though that makes no sense, because it's not like yeah. long hair is like the genetically more com common in women than it is in in men it's just it's just like a gender signifier (laughs) also we know she's a
4: girl because she was scared earlier
3: yeah that's another thing (laughs) i need to stop making
4: these fake sexist jokes because i it makes me sound sexist well
3: i felt like i felt like that joke was you criticizing them for being sexist. yeah
4: i know i know but you know but i i made a joke like that on teenagers with attitude and when i listened to it i was like I just sound like I'm being sexist there,
3: so I need to stop that <laughs> its It is hard to tell sometimes between like if it, if a satire is too um close to reality it can be indistinguishable
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah it um so black Arachne like we're getting so we're getting a bit of hero worship here as the as blackirai is and when you look at her, yeah, she's smacking the con- kid. And the kid
2: imitates smacking. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, well, at least she knows how to handle a TV if it ever goes on the fritz.
1: Yeah, it's funny because the scanner, um, we actually get to see what's on the screen at the scanner at one point, and it's a backwards question mark.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so weird. even the yeah. scanner
2: is it's confused.
1: I, like, I don't fucking know.
2: <laughs>
1: but. Uh, Black Black Arachnia looks at the kid who's wearing the coconut helmet. Oh yes, and this is where she she makes the mention. She's like, "Let's get this straight, okay? I'm a black widow spider. I don't make friends. I can't stand kids, and I truly despise cute." <laughs> she says that, and then Cheetor lands.
3: He lands and, before she says that, but yeah, he's like saying that she's
1: yeah.
3: Think Cheetor thinks it's cute that the kids like imitating her, and then. <laughs> Yeah, after, after, she, after she totally tears into his kid, the kid's like, eh? Because, like, he can't yeah, understand. She's like eh. she can't understand she just English. She gets a smile on
1: her face in black and red. like, throws her hands up. it's like, ah, oh, it's pointless.
3: How do you squelch someone who communicates in cave paintings, is what she says. Yeah. And then she was like, she just thinks you're kind of cool, and, um, you know, like, you know what? Uh, and she's like, don't even fucking start with me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> and of
1: course, just as uh, as she's managing to shoot down Cheetor, we then her scanner starts to go on the fritz, and we get one of the Raptors who attacks from above. Um, it literally jumps down from a rock, and so Cheetor manages to grab the kids and leaps up into a tree. Black Arachnia shoots the Raptor, and it doesn't really phase it at all. So Cheetor decides to show off and does like a half gainer in the air off of a tree branch while leaving the kids in the tree shoots the Raptor and the Raptor immediately shoots Cheetor off of a cliff. Yeah. He goes flying.
2: Uh, Even black Rackney is shaking her head at that. It's like, fucking yeah. hell. This fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> and of course she's weighing her options. Cause she's like, well, I got two choices. Either I can bail like any self-respecting spider. Mm-hmm. Or play little Miss Hero, like some sort of pathetic warm blood. <laughs> and she then looks at the kids who are quaking in their boots in the tree. She's like, uh, sometimes I disgust myself. So she comes out from behind the rock. She shoots her, her little leg guns at the raptor who squeals. Then she transforms. In back into a spider, these kids would have been traumatized, wouldn't they? Have
3: yeah, she, no. Guys, I don't, I don't, flying I don't care how cool Black ragney and her, how heroic she's being here. It's still a giant spider leaping at you and grasping you with its legs. It's a cool maneuver, though, where she jumps eventually yeah. gets like a web and like starts like rappelling down the
2: the cliff like, side. I, but holy shit, have... that'd be terrifying. Yeah, I'm just imagining that. The t- if it wasn't for the fact that they probably were just terrified already, and everything was happening so fast. That if they just took a moment to process what just happened with Flacarachnea, they would be traumatized terribly. I mean,
4: yeah, yeah, they'll be traumatized, but like less traumatized than if they were shot with lasers.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: I mean, well, they wouldn't and, be traumatized well, they, then. They took it took, took,
3: men, took mental stress rather than physical stress. I, and,
5: and
4: I mean, and I will say, and also I'll say, like Starting the giant spider that. thing, like. She's probably tr- gone back and forth between robot and beast form in front of them before, so it's not like they've never seen her in spider form. I mean, we have no evidence to suggest that they have seen her in spider form before this, but it's Look, possible. Uh, lots of stuff happened off camera this episode. <laughs> the 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 dude the dude fig- they figure out how to kill the the Raptor later off camera. Uh, Black Arachnia has her chit chat with Silverbolt off camera. This is this happens off camera. Lots of stuff happens off camera. This is a dense episode. They couldn't show us everything. It's like it's like Law and Order. They, they can't show sure. them, They can't show them traveling cuz there's too many scenes.
1: Yeah. So Bla- Black Herakia manages to to land the kids um right next to to Cheetor who's sort of laid out on the ground here. Uh the raptor is up above them and sort of s- you know, screams a little bit and then goes off. She turns back to him and uh, she's like, Okay, here's the plan. You fly the brats back to base, then come and get me. And she was like, Well, that's not going to work because I can't fly. My jets got damaged in the fall. And she's like, Oh, great. I get stuck with the one cat in the world who lands on his head.
2: <laughs> it's real good. Black yeah. um, um, it's just savage this episode. I love she it. She is. She not she is not she is not playing up with any of this, yeah,
1: um, so both of them try to radio back to base, and it's not working for either of them. they allude, they suggest that you know the signals are getting jammed because of course, and then of course, uh there are like three guesses as to who it is, and we cut back to Megatron, who was like, "Oh, it's me <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's he answered me. that for himself, which I really I liked that a lot, like. I watched it and I was like, I was like, so the, it, yeah, it didn't need to be, it didn't need to be said cause there was the implication, but somehow it worked. Yeah. It, it totally worked.
1: No, it was a good scene <laughs> and we get um, Inferno beside Megatron now uh, and he's like, oh, the traitorous can now be destroyed royalty and the cat as well. And Megatron's like, yes, but not too quickly, for I have a greater plan in mind. I mean, he says, so, yes.
3: Yes. Yeah. Even the subtitle has three S's here. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: we get, uh, he turns his attention to, to Waspinator and the returning Tarantulas and tells them that they had to get to their mission. Uh, tarantulas is holding some funky type of gun. he's like, I get a chance to field test an amusing little device I've developed.
3: See, that's the thing about it, too, is that he's, like, a pleasure, Megatron, is that he's being so subservient to him, it's yeah. kind of, like, annoying to me, but whatever.
2: <laughs> I don't know, so, like, uh, to me, at this, at that point, like, he, him being, like, oh, like, with pleasure, not is more of him just being, like, well, I'm stuck with this, so I might as well just play it up.
1: He did seem like he was more happy that he got to test his new weapon yeah. more than yeah. anything.
2: That might be it,
3: guess. Yeah. Yes,
1: but uh, Megatron... Uh, <laughs> He's like, oh, and you'll have some company too. And what can o- what I can only describe as an easy bake oven-esque <laughs> machine has three more raptors. monster monstermatic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy crawlers. But uh, so we've That's got three it. more raptors there, and um, and then we get Megatron with his cry havoc and let's let the dogs of war. Um, we then cut back to Which, the maximum. I
4: gotta say every time they actually quote Shakespeare in the show, mm-hmm. like I'm always, I always do a double take. I'm like, is that actually a Shakespeare line? Cause sometimes <laughs> they say things that sound like Shakespeare, but they're not. And it's just like, I don't know. I really like it because this sh- it's, it's one, it's just one of those things that this show has a lot of like sort of Star Trek references and Star Trek parallels, and, well, and that's really just one of the most overt things. really appreciate Shakespeare until
1: you've heard it in its original Cybertronium.
4: Right, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I just, I just really, I, uh, I, I, re- I just really appreciate when they, when they do throw in the Shakespeare uh, for for whatever reason. It just, it makes it, it makes the show seem more highbrow or something. Yeah,
1: Kendall, I hope you got that joke.
4: Yes, I, I did. It, yeah, oh, uh from he's um, made the klingon
2: joke. He's, he's made the joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, 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 from um uh the from my from the second um, best the Star Undiscovered Trek Undiscovered movie, Country. Um, Undiscovered Country. Yeah. yeah. Second best Star Trek movie.
2: What was the which was Undiscovered Country?
4: Undiscovered Country is 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 Star Trek 6. It's when they uh when they make peace with the Klingons and yeah. uh Christopher Lloyd is that? is, is a bald is a Yeah,
3: go sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I was just saying. Was that the one where uh, Kirk got thrown onto like a prison planet?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes, and, 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 and he's me, so and I, met by Juno okay here because I. My, my. Oh.
2: Oh. Oh, I think we lost him. just cutting out. Oh, she's cutting in Uh-oh. and out.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: He goes, yeah, because they they got like framed for murder, and uh, yeah, and and Worf's dad defends them or something. It's I don't know it's if it Michael his dad Doran or his
1: grandfather or his grandfather. Also yeah, I think. It's, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
4: Cool. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's <laughs> Michael it's Michael Doran doing doing the the acting and it's and it's weird, but he's related. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great that's a great film. It is the best yep. the best Star Trek film is Wrath of Khan, but see, but well, I, I, I think uh, that's a that's a close second.
2: All I can really remember about that is that the person that helped them escape was a shapeshifter, yes, and that t- and that took Kirk surprise because. <laughs> Uh, because he gets frisky with every female, and she was female one scene and not female the other scene. Yeah. And then also he kicked uh, an alien in the shin, and he went down like real easy. And he's like, "Well, that was easy." And the comment was, uh, "Not all aliens keep their genitalia in, in the same places as humans." Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Goofiness. Goofiness. There was a lot of goofiness, is what I was getting at. Yes.
4: Yeah. Yeah. First thing it's- I liked four. Four four is, gra- four is great. Four is great too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's everything's
2: the, better with whales.
4: That's the rule: is that the even number Star Trek movies are better than the odd number Star Trek movies. Yeah. Uh, although I think that I think the Search for Spock was fine, and I think the first one was fine. Uh, but I do think it also, if you expand that to next generation era films, um, like Generations wasn't wasn't that great. First Contact was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Insurrection was. Pretty bad, and uh, Nemesis was pretty good. So it it's interesting that it kind of that it kind of extends
2: to the rule extends past the original series movies. A friend had that kind of theory about uh, Nicolas Cage movies for a while. That like, like like every other one or four, like basically an even number, was a good film with him, while the others were mediocre or terrible.
4: Yeah, but the the rule doesn't work for the Abrams films because. I think the first Abrams film is probably the best, mm-hmm. however you anyway, – whether you like them or not.
2: Yeah.
1: Anyway, we got way off <laughs> topic of
4: here. Yeah. Sorry. That's so, OK. I got till – Amazon Prime sale doesn't start till 3 a.m., so.
1: <laughs> so we cut to to Optimus who's trying to to radio Black Arachne and Cheetor with little success. And so he's worried, which in turn makes Silver worried. And, of course, Optimus is like, I'm going to go out looking for them. And Silverbolt's like, I am coming along. And (laughs) Optimus is like, I can handle it, Silverbolt. He's like, besides, you're needed here. To which Silverbolt's like, if my lady is in danger, then my place is at her side. And Optimus is just like, as you wish. And I was like.
2: I do like that he didn't at least say, like, at her side to protect her. He just meant at her side.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like the worst. But it's
2: it's, uh, but those earlier actions, it makes me feel like he's just being a bit
3: territorial, and I don't really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it in the context of the greater episode, it doesn't feel great. But I kind of get what you're saying.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like that. That is that is what that was what like me like just telling myself like sometimes you know he he's bad, but sometimes he's good, and Yeah. yeah, and this was one of the times where there might have been some good in this I think in this
4: was- this scene is I- this this scene in particular is more in is more in character with where what we've seen of Silverbolt throughout the series where he's where he's he's concerned he's and he legitimately cares about uh, uh, black arachnia but he's not necessarily he's not necessarily creepy territorial scared she's gonna go hook up with some dude
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
1: the the scene in a bubble wouldn't have been so bad, but combined with the episode that it's in, it's a little eh, – not yeah. not as great as it could have been if it was a better episode, I think. I
2: yeah. do like the counter uh, uh, Rattrop's line where he's like, was he always like this or did love make him uh, goofy or anything like that? I'd like to th- yeah. say that no, no. Uh, Silverworld has always been a goofy, uh, corny, spouting character.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. now he just has a very he just has more romantic overturns uh to deploy as opposed to just like you know stand back citizen kind of things yeah, yeah.
1: and actually we do get a little bit of an exchange between Rat Trap and silverbolt in this scene because um Rat Trap sort of is like eh, maybe the two of them just decided to take a little break and silverbolt's like if that innuendo were not beneath my contempt rodents you would be required to give satisfaction
2: <laughs> i'm sorry like, i'm just imagining him pulling out a glove and slapping rats yeah.
1: i challenge you to a duel sir
2: pistols at dawn <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so rat is you know a little myth that they go off and leave him and rhinox to do all the work to do with setting up defenses for the base um optimus and silver will fly off and as they fly off We then see Megatron, Quickstrike, Rampage, and Inferno uh, near the entrance to the base. And Megatron's like, ah, so with them gone, that leaves... To
2: be fair, that's actually really good, because that is the major firepower of the current Predacon lineup.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so Megatron, of course, is like, ah, so the base is left with minimal support. Uh,
2: Ours for the asking.
1: Yes. And uh, what was the line that Quick Strike had?
2: He says, "We're He's not going to s- ask, are we? Because <laughs> I kind of want to just go like take it from them and be, you're like, wait, what? What is the line, wait? Because uh, I, yeah, I, like, I, I got subs here. Got it? Okay. Because yeah.
3: it is a good line. Um, okay, one sec. Mm-hmm. Getting to this part, where his line. Oh no, we ain't asking. Gonna ask, are we? How's about we just blast our way in there and slag everybody and take it?
1: <laughs> and then Megatron's like. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you see, like literally, I that is the line.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And, I, and I think it was a little too silly to make a from my liking. <laughs> but fair. It's uh, this is like okay, so this is supposed to be a comedy episode. Then, like a lot of stuff happens in this. It's like really slapsticky. It makes the Predacon seem silly, and it makes me feel like this is supposed to be a comedy episode. But not all of the episode is that direction. So it feels like yeah. I've cut up a disjointed. Mess, but that's just see, my opinion. That's
4: that's really funny because I think that's why I like this episode because it's able to because it's a continuity episode that has has some stakes, but also it's it's got some some goofiness to it.
3: I just don't think the jokes are that good. I guess.
4: I yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you just weren't able to see past the sexism.
3: Nah. Uh. I'd honestly, just, I didn't think that that joke was like that funny. <laughs> I um, and, that and one a later on, joke with Quicksilver, <laughs> and he gets and they, you know, booby trap stuff. We'll get to it later, but that wasn't very funny I either. Mean, I mean, I, d-
4: I, didn't. So I didn't think that one was necessarily funny, but it also like just sort of. We're, we're talking it was, about it, it too
2: much. I was gonna say I thought it was smart and very Megatronish.
1: Yeah, because I mean, remember, the divide and conquer thing certainly seems up his alley.
2: Well, no, yeah, no, that I part, I the whole like
3: the Trap. Okay, was a little weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, the Booby like... Trap thing. The fact Megatron doing like again, we'll get there when we get there. So yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: wait, we're almost okay. there. Um. But yeah, so he gets them all to to transform, and uh, from there, I think we this is, we mm-hmm. then cut to cheat Oh no, they start charging towards the door, and it sort of does a screen transition to Cheetor and araki and the kids. And they've got a, um, a forest sort of off in the distance, and they see some smoke rising from it. And Cheater's like, oh, so that's where you guys live? And they're you know sort of nodding and grunting and like, oh, yeah, that's where it is. Um, and he's like, well, then we'll have you home before you know it. And just as he says that, uh, one of the kids turns around because she hears a rumble. And we've got th- – this is almost where they should have had like a ride of the Valkyrie sort of st- – music playing because we've got yeah. three raptors tarantulas. this is actually
3: awesome this <laughs> yeah. image is awesome yeah. Like, like
2: yeah sad. they put, it, they put <laughs> it in the new opening
1: yeah because we've got three raptors charging tarantulas in his sort of bike mode like flying off of a cliff and waspinator flying above them all and they're all sort of charging in uh, And it, you know it's a pretty intimidating sort of it's a great image. Yeah,
3: it, It's very much like um, Chris Pines, is it? The guy who was in Jurassic World? Chris
1: Pines? Oh, Chris Pratt.
3: Chris Pratt, that's it. Chris yeah. Pratt on a motorcycle with the Raptors around him. It's very much that, but yeah. like in the 90s.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we, we, we would have gone to a commercial break and then come back, and it's sort of a continuation of that scene, and we get tarantulas shooting blasts out of his legs while he's in his motorcycle mode. Which yeah, it's, it's, is,
3: like, it's like Chris yeah. Pine scene if the raptors also shot lasers out of their eyes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so yeah, they're attacking. Everybody's taking cover behind some rocks. Uh, Cheetor and Black Arachne are, are trying to fend them off and Waspinator manages to flank them and shoots Cheetor who goes flying into another Fucking rock. Fucking
3: Cheetor this episode, I swear to God. Yeah,
1: he, he got pretty good. <laughs> Um, Black Arachnia manages to hit Waspinator, and who goes flying off. Um, Can I
3: just say that, like, there's a line later where Cheetor's like, "We made a pretty good team, didn't we?" It's like, "No, you didn't. You sucked. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Black Arachnia did everything. Like, you, you did not make a good team. Shut yeah. the fuck up, Cheetor."
1: <laughs> um. So we we get Black Arachnea telling the kids to stay down, and as she says that, uh, we, we then get Silver Roll saying, "Hang on, my soul's delight."
2: <laughs> do you and think uh he you has this that...
1: weird positioning when he's in the air because
2: <laughs> <Do laughs> he has Cheetor or j- gesture you know you, yeah he's gestures
4: do you think that Cheetor being competent was in another one of the uh
3: off 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 camera moments no i don't okay <laughs> but uh, i do like cast Silverbolt' his first shot is him protecting <laughs> Cheetor, at least you know at least in this moment, he's like not being a dick and just being like, I'll leave the Raptor. I'll leave Cheetah to the Raptors.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause there is a Raptor that's getting really close and he manages to shoot it with some missiles and it goes flying off. Um, We get Optimus who transforms from his jet mode and he's got his back turned to the attack.
3: God, this part. And
1: he's checking on Cheetor. And as he bends over,
3: (sighs) we get a zoom in
1: (laughs) on his butt area. Of course, he doesn't really have a butt, but it's that area. And then he, you know, sort of like squeals in pain and he's been shot with this dart. And we
3: get. Tarantula shot a dart up his ass, and now he gets he goes into big head
2: mode and starts. No, 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 out. no! I think <laughs> in this situation it is definitely DK mode. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. My mistake.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes, he 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 starts going nuts. Uh, I might have to try and pull some of the audio from what, what happens there because he was like. Oh. Big bot, are you a sight for sore eyes?
5: What is it? Some sort of transmetal? Cyber venom.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, not only does his head expand at one point, it also shrinks at one point. Like it's it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those like classic, uh, cartoony things where the the they stretch and squash uh, the character rapidly to show basically distress, I guess, yeah. or or just basically like something inside is not working right.
1: Yeah, the kids found it funny though because they're oh, both yes. sort of watching. They have
2: no idea that this is this is bad.
1: Yeah, and Optimus falls over, and then we get Tarantulas who's cackling maniacally. Um, we then cut back to the other Predacons who are attacking the base.
3: Well, I think and. it's kind of weird that Rampage is back with them because I I kind of figured he escaped
2: again at the end of last episode, but I guess he didn't. Yeah. Well, no matter where he goes, uh Megatron s- still has that half of his spark. Yeah. yeah so like I kind
3: of felt he like can... he was he was chilling away from them for a bit and hiding underwater, but I guess he stopped doing that.
2: I'm I'm I could like in one of those scenes that wasn't on camera, uh we could say yeah. that basically megatron <laughs> told, told him to get his you know get his uh shelly butt over there cuz they were going to attack the the thing and he does like you know carnage and and rampage he does like rampage yeah, yeah. <laughs> so-
4: maybe um maybe maybe what happened was uh tarantulas built a very small submarine that was exactly the right size for <sighs> waspinator to go into and then oh
3: waspinator God. went ba- went down <laughs> And, uh, and convinced him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, mad props to Kendall's rendition of "A uh, Rat Trap." Oh in, yes, in a little submarine. That was amazing. Yeah.
4: <laughs> do you think that? Uh, do you think that maybe Rampage was staying in an octopus's
2: garden? Yes, by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you know, I we... only know that song very well because of the Muppets. <laughs>
3: We were talking about Muppets earlier in my D and D game. I said it, I said it'd be really awesome if there was a race of Muppets where you just you could just play a Muppet <laughs> in, in an and D RPG. I, I don't know. I thought it was funny at the time, and my <laughs> DM was like, "They would catch fire really." I'm like, "Yeah, they have a fire vulnerability, but it'd still be cool."
5: <laughs> I
2: don't Plus know. You know like the- if you do a modern pr- campaign and like do kind of like an American Gods like New Gods kind of style, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a media race based off the Muppets.
3: Right. Yeah, you could, put right, anything, right. yeah, you
4: a could a, do. Part. Yeah, you could do something like the Muppets or like a, a car- like a cartoon characters,
2: like Roger yeah. Rabbit kind of thing. That'd be um, cool. Yeah, too, Looney yeah. Tunes or or Mickey Mouse and Disney. Oh God, Disney. <laughs> anyway. So
4: basically, what you're wanting is a tabletop version of Kingdom Hearts.
3: Well, I was thinking actually when you mentioned Roger Rabbit, that'd be actually a really good RPG setting. I'd play a fake core game in a, in, in Roger Rabbit
2: setting. Yeah, but. Uh you'd have to try the line though, because if you if you're not careful, you'll go from Roger Rabbit to Cool World. And do you really want that? No, I don't, but I'll 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 do my best to avoid that.
1: <laughs> anyway If you fuck a tune, you become a tune. That's
3: how Cool World works. <laughs> it's really weird.
1: Oh my. <laughs> We are moving away from this topic and getting back to the episode. <laughs> the
2: whole World was a crazy, crazy movie. That's all I want to say about it, and that's it. That's, okay. Sorry.
1: All right. So, yes, we've got the Predacons attacking the door. They managed to blow a hole mm-hmm. in it. And Megatron is, is sort of, you know, ducking for cover beside it. And he says,
2: oh, yeah, they take out the camera and side cannons, yes. too.
1: And uh, he tells Quickstrike that he may lead. And Inferno is sort of like insulted. He's like, "Why? Why is he leading?" He's like, and then we see Quick Strike getting hit with uh, some traps, and he's like, "Because Inferno, when expecting booby traps, always send a boob in 1st I'm see, assuming that's the line that you did not like, Emily. Right? No,
3: it was no, no, no. It wasn't the line. It was just like the whole like slapstick sound effect thing. Uh, it was Just like it and, just threw
2: me off. Like and it, how the, the, trap the, was the character moment a. Uh, Slab came up, and a giant metal fist punched him into it. Yeah, yeah. it's just—it's just like,
3: like again, like it—it it fits in Megatron's character, and and I liked Inferno being like, why not me? Yeah. But like the, the 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 sound effects just kind of like ruined the joke for me. But that's just, again, that's just me. I if, thought it was enjoyed the joke.
4: I thought it was really great. interesting that you saw stars in, over his head. Inferno is the competent one. Like, Megatron considers in- Inferno to be the competent one, which I guess he's not necessarily, uh, like, uh... I guess like, out of choices, that's what he's yeah. left with. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's not necessarily... Historically, like, Inferno has been relatively competent. He's just weirdly loyal to Megatron and calls him the royalty and, or the queen.
2: And he's, like, a little, he's a little, like, crazy in in that, you know, like, I guess you could say he's a bit of a firebug. Want want. Uh... <laughs> I mean, but he still, wi- you know, does listen to Megatron. It's just you know what, like, I yeah.
3: realized Rampage is
2: there. He'd be even like more handy to put in first because he he wouldn't
3: potentially die from the traps. Yeah, yeah but, but Rampage
4: wouldn't had... fall for it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that's, that's so it, it doesn't matter that if he falls next... for it. Megatron can well, just make him do it. <laughs> I was going to say that's the next thing is that Rampage is too smart. Yeah, also, again, true.
4: Rampage is competent. So, like, yes. it's <laughs> probably better to have him like...
3: On the board for the actual fight, but he would be because he's invulnerable. I mean, he's not invulnerable, but he's immortal. He would like recover. Like he's recovered from really bad shit super fast. What I'm saying. Well, they had no idea what the traps are. Again, they could have lost a man, is what I'm saying. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it would have been quick strike. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Which is, which is why he sent him in. It would have been yeah. It would have been Scorponok Junior. Like yeah. <laughs> he's he's the worst I, Predacon. Like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have waspinator on hand okay <laughs> i mean again oh, though snap. i don't know well, I'm no. just waspinator saying. not only is Wasp- he, he's that he uh what the i think the venture crows called that that's that stupid resilient kind of thing where they're co- where like you know they're incompetent but they're still competent enough you know like how like what was it 42 and oh uh, what were what was the henchmen's names before uh in the first first couple of seasons before all the craziness started happening i think you're talking about venture brothers but that is the yeah, extent yeah, of my I'm knowledge is like it's it's the same it's the same kind of uh situation where those two basically they're kind of the worst henchmen but also the best because they basically are i guess just you know for want of a better word they're just immune like they they have like plot in- immunity
5: <laughs>
2: and and it's weird because like uh um, the monarch actually kind of says that. Like uh Dr. Girlfriend says, like, why did you send those two morons? And he says, Yeah, well, the the thing is is that they're kind of that weird, smart but not smart thing, so they're probably gonna come back.
1: That's true. But yes. So we get um so Quick Strike triggers that trap and Rhinox then activates the, the auto guns inside their base. Uh, which starts shooting, but and we've got the other Predacons in there. Um, Rhinox pulls out his chain guns, and Rat Trap's got his gun, and they're taking cover behind some rocks while they're getting attacked by the, the remaining Predacons. Um, we then cut back to the Maximals, and things are looking a little dire because we've got Optimus out of commission. The other three are like trying to attack the Predacons, and Tarantulas manages to f- flank them. He's about to take out the kids. And uh, we then get, I'm assuming one of the. Oh yes, we get Black Arachnia making a sacrifice and jumping in front of uh, the fire from Tarantulas. Who and of course Silverbolt freaks, shoots his missiles. Tarantulas flips out of the way, so you he's
2: know. on. He's outy.
1: Yeah, and so Silverbolt skids over to check on Black Arachnia, make sure that she's okay. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, it's like you you saved them. That was so heroic." And she's like, "Uh, no, I, I slipped."
3: I just slipped, okay? I yeah. don't believe that though. I think she did go and save them.
1: Yeah. Like, "Oh, heart of my heart. I saw you were ready to sacrifice yourself." Um we then cut to to Optimus, who's still feeling the effects of the the virus that he's been injected it's with. So
3: good, because
1: <laughs> Ratrop. This part's like, funny. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, "I hate to interrupt your picnic, but we got big Pred problems." And I was just like, "Just mm-hmm. hang on, Ratrop. You and Rhinox are our last hope. Defend the, defend the." There he is, my little guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, then cuts I like to that because I like
3: the idea of like, Optimus secretly being like a proud father of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and Poor so Rat Trap. His head like, gets abnormally large. And we cut to Rat Trap, who's just looking at his calm and. We continue to hear Optimus singing. He's like, "There he is, my little guy. Isn't he cute?" That's, I love and that. I, that's, I, like, that's not what I wanted to hear. I like.
4: I like that. This is two episodes in a row that we've had a musical number.
1: Yeah,
5: it's oh, true. <laughs>
4: that's, that's what this show's, show's. This show's going to be like. It's going to turn into Bob's Burgers. Like every episode, they got to have a new song. Yeah,
5: maybe.
4: <laughs> it's it's season three. They're they're pulling out all the stops. They're like. Man, we gotta figure out something to get these kids to watch the show. They all got a one year older and outgrew everything. <laughs> They're into Pokemon cards now.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so the the Predacons manage to to take out the auto guns. Uh Rhinox comes out from behind his cover and tries to, to sh- you know lay some more cover with his guns, but he's shot pretty hard and knocked back into some equipment that they've got. Uh, and Rat Trap's sort of like, uh oh. Um we we then cut back to to Optimus and the gang as a raptor sort of comes upon him and it starts to scream and the kids start to scream. And then they point out uh a unlikely savior in one of the adult uh, hominids who has got Dinobot's stick with a stone in it. And so he he manages to to jump onto the back of this raptor that was by Optimus.
2: By uh, the
0: writers,
1: yes. Uh, and he immediately <laughs> smacks the the device on the back of the Raptor, and the Raptor starts flipping the fuck out.
4: Basically, what happened? What happens is it looks like it looks like he's destroying something on the back, but what actually is happening is he's giving the Raptor
1: tickets to the Backstreet Boys concert. What? <laughs> You're gonna have to explain this one to me, Kendall.
4: <laughs> the way the 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 raptor looks like, it looks like somebody just got tickets. So like a teenage, a twelve year old oh, girl got tickets to down. a to a Backstreet Boys concert. Like it's oh, yeah, okay. they're like it does not look like the the things going crazy. It looks like it's going crazy, like excited. Yeah. Like it's like Ahh! why Backstreet Boys? <laughs> because I arbitrarily the chose the boy band. Okay, 90s
1: boy band. <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> I guess that works. One Direction concert. That's a that's a band. That's a boy band, right? Uh see Justin Bieber. Okay.
2: Ugh. Maybe we should have gone with InSync. In sync InSync because we go that's bu- we can go back further. I could go New Kids on the Block, I don't think anyone would go with that.
1: My wife would.
2: But
4: it's yeah. InSync um, over Backstreet Boys. I Anyways.
3: Yeah. The, yes. the other funny thing happens this episode where Waspinator comes in and the Raptor just starts stomping on him and it's fucking yeah. hilarious. It starts like curb
1: stomping him repeatedly and Waspinator's like, "No, bad Raptor, bad!" and then the Raptor explodes.
3: It's also funny for me because I have an online friend whose uh, alias is Bad Raptor. <laughs>
1: um, Optus manages to to see that. The raptor started freaking out when it when its control or as he refers to it, the cyber control. Uh, so he tells them to it. He announces that's where they're vulnerable. Black Arachnia manages to to pick another one off, and it starts again.
3: You mean the big out. giant glowy thing on their back is a yeah. Valderville? Really? Yeah,
1: go figure. I'd
3: never guess. <laughs>
1: yeah, but that raptor manages to start you know flopping about like a fish and manages yeah. to take a tarantulus.
3: Again, almost dead. Black Rackney is more competent than Cheetor is. <laughs> yeah,
1: because Cheetor is like looking on and grins and just sort of gives like a little fist pump to it because he's like sitting by the rocks because he was hit, I guess.
2: I um, think Branch little scream of "Oh no!" Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Waspinator manages to radio to Megatron and says, "Megatron, Waspinator report failure." And he's like, "Ah, worthless bug," and so he. Then tells Inferno and Rampage to prepare to take hostages, and that the Ark is theirs. Um, he's about to continue giving orders, and then there's a big explosion, and then we see Death Charge arrive.
3: Yeah, and
1: he gets to have a little badass, sort of sixth Ranger moment uh, where he transforms. He's got a, he he throws his tail, and it explodes a rock, and Inferno is like freaked out, and then. We see, uh, I think the only time this season where Death Charge pulls out two guns, uh, yeah, I he, think that's he's the only s-
2: time. Yeah, he he's usually got his... holds the other gun as a rifle. Yeah, he, he I mean has... he uses it one handed sometimes, but yeah. other times he's usually it's also. Yeah, sorry,
1: but continue. We, we've got his his fish gun, and then another gun that looks very reminiscent of Rat Trap's gun. Only it's a lot bigger and a different color scheme to it. Um,
2: Matching his color scheme.
1: Yeah. He he manages to take out uh, Inferno and Rampage and then Megatron shoots at him, he blocks it with his with his fin shield, and then he comes back up and just lets out this badass yell and is like Yurr! and then launches one of his discs from his chest and you know there's an explosion beside Megatron. Yeah. And Megatron's like, Oh, retreat. So they all wind up retreating as they're getting shot at by all of the Maximals. Rat trap and Rhinox are pretty happy about it. Um, <laughs> how does it go? Uh, like Rhinox and Rat trap are, you know, pretty happy about it. And Death charge turns around. And he's like, "Big preds are my specialty," and Rhinox is like, "Not too shabby." And Rat trap's then like, eh, hey still smells like a fish." Jeez.
3: <laughs> Rat trap, can't you just be cool for one moment?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, and of course, Depth Charge gives him a bit of a look. He's like, You little shit. <laughs> um, we then cut back to uh, Optus, and he's getting the uh, the how many fingers am I holding up uh, sort of test to make sure yeah. he's okay and not concussed. Um, Cheetor uh, watches as the kids go off with their with their parent. Um, he sort of smiles and gives a little wave. And we get Black Arachnia who uh, she pulls a microchip out of one of the Raptors, uh, cyber console, I guess. Salvaging. And, yeah, she's salvaging a bit. She's like, I'm going to take a look at this in private. Uh, Cheetor goes on to compliment her. He's like, uh, that was incredible the way you saved those c- kids' lives. And she's like, Oh, are you guys going to dr- drop this sooner or later? <laughs> and then Cheetor's like, Ah,
3: <sighs> Cheetor. Yeah,
1: he's like, uh, I thought we made a, a really good team, didn't we? And she, nope. She, yeah, She's like, listen, you're a nice kid. And then she pauses and she looks over at, at Silverbolt, who's walking over. She's like, which is two strikes against you. I almost I thought that, that she was going to like put him down gently. But then when Silverbolt came over, she decided, nah, we're going to go for the gusto here.
3: I love that. though; That's a good line.
1: <laughs> and she's like, so don't go looking for strike three, okay? So she starts walking off and Silverbolt gets all macho protective again yeah, yeah
2: that's, that's not cool thing, but, yeah In any other context i would think that was kind of a cute thing but yeah. the look he gives back and with and everything else that's like, been going mine
3: on mine kind of thing, yeah right? like yeah. fuck yeah, off dude yeah
2: and then
1: cheater's like maybe i'm not so nice it's like at at i'm not this a is kid first. yeah and maybe i'm not so nice either so he seems. No, to I have know a how things a, real are going. Yeah,
3: on. I'm a red pill now. About, he's about to go on red pill. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck yeah. off, Cheetor. She doesn't like you. Like, don't be a dick. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Um, You're not entitled to women, you ass fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he just,
4: especially that. Yeah, especially that. Like, uh, bits of this, bits of this episode. Like, I mean, Silverbolt's weird, but he's weird. Like. I feel like I feel like he can you have mo- people have moments of weakness and and I mean some of the and some of the like uh Cheetor having Cheetor having a, a a crush on Black Arachnea is it, it it could be it could be worse. Like the you know, the first scene it's like he kind of doesn't understand his feelings but like but like that bit there where he's like oh it's just oh yeah. And even even if I feel like I feel like you could even you could even have him like sort of do have the the teenage angst of I'm not a kid and maybe I'm not so nice like in a different context and it wouldn't be so egregious but yeah it definitely yeah. does come off as this like entitlement for for not I mean not even like entitled to to a woman, but like entitled to a woman who clearly doesn't like who there isn't a there isn't like a connection with them. Uh, she's her like one of her main defining characteristics is that she's in a relationship like like this is this is a, like not. I, I, it's just in no way should he be. in I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just yeah, it's it's bad. But whatever. Yeah. I'm glad at least we can agree on something. For once. (laughs) But I still thought I still liked the episode for some reason, though. Maybe it's because I see all these characters as villains. And this was an episode where they all got to be villains.
1: Yeah, that could be. Um, We do get one final scene, though, with um, Megatron, who's been watching on uh, through one of his cameras again. Uh, He he talks about "Ah, a near success. He's like, my Transmetal 2 technology works, but it proves unstable without a spark. Oh, however, as it happens, I have half a one to spare. And he holds up the little Big Mac box with the other half of Rampage's spark inside yeah, it and,
4: and squeezes, squeezes it for no reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he starts cackling a little bit, and we get a zoom in on the spark, and that's the end of the episode. So, a bit of foreshadowing as to what is to come. So, so yeah. So, I think we pretty much got everybody's opinion over the course of the episode as to what they thought of the episode. So, it seems a bit self defeating to ask what everybody's thoughts were, <laughs> yeah. I guess.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I didn't like it. I liked Black Arachne and it a lot. And I liked um, yeah. the two jokes that I mentioned I liked is is, is Optimus calling Cheetor his good boy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, Waspender getting stomped on by Raptors it was hilarious. So, th- yeah. those. That All those things I just mentioned were good. Um, The rest of it, yeah, not. This is probably my least favorite Beast Wars episode as a whole. Maybe the one with the truce is more. But it's been a while since (laughs) I've seen it. So the wounds have healed on that one.
2: (laughs) I thought this
1: definitely wasn't one of the better ones.
2: Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty half and half on it too. I mean, some of the comedic moments did have me like laughing, you know, like chuckling for real and like not not just, like, huh. Like, I mean, like, actually finding them funny and stuff. But there was just a lot that also was, like, having me cringe. And, like, that's that's not okay. That's, mm. Like, the Cheetor stuff was really bad. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, I think even when, like, I first saw it, which I think would put, like, might have been in high school or so, I kind of felt like that's not how you should do things. Yeah. So Like, so- I was, like... A, like I said, like they tried to portray it as awkward teen, and they kind of pushed
4: it a little I mean, too far. I mean, awkward teens are creepy. To be fair, yes, but yes, I, uh, I mean, basically, basically, what, um, what, what I felt came out, what I took from this episode, and 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 the reason that I liked it, first of all, the episode it broke all the rules because it was, I felt like the episode was pretty self serious. I mean, there were there was some humor in it, and maybe that that helped. But it was pretty self-serious and it was also definitely a continuity episode. But I'm legitimately interested in where this is going in a way that I have not been about any plot line that we've seen since, since early season one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really interested in where it's going. Um, I also, I mean, yeah, I, I, one of the reasons that I've always liked Beast Wars in my head is that it's not necessary. I mean, it is there's good guys and there's bad guys, but I felt like relative to like compared with, compared with the power Rangers when, you know, Lord Zed wants to enslave everyone and make them do a giant conga line. And the power Rangers (laughs) are going to defeat him because he's a bad guy. And uh, compared with shows like that, beast wars, it was, it was, there's these two, these two warring factions, um and, and you know if you do think a little bit ba- a little bit bigger picture on the lore um i mean there is a there is some some bit of like a political divide a, a little bit of a you know the predacons are they're they're the the descendants of the race that lost the great war so there is some there you know there's there's just some interestingness there and then and then i just like i mean we're put, you know, we're pushing the sexist. I push the sexist stuff a little bit, but in general, like the maximals don't come off as looking good in this episode. No. Yeah. and 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 I kind of, and I do like, legitimately like that that you can have characters who are protagonists who have who have huge character flaws, and then you can also have, and, and I mean, it's also it is always interesting having a. 'Cause Black Arachnea does this is a really a really strong episode for Black Arachnea. She you know, she doesn't she, she's as 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 misogynist as the rest of the Maximals are and I would almost think that the the writers are are self aware of this. Like maybe they were intentionally making the Maximals a little bit terrible because they did not make Black Arachnea go, Ooh, but Cheetah is so sexy. Uh, maybe I'm, you know, maybe I should get with him. Ooh, I don't know. I've got two hot, two pretty boys that both like me so much. What do I do? You know, oh, I mean, God, that could... would've been terrible. Right, know, right.
3: They're, def- it, they're definitely showing like, I don't think they're trying to say cheaters, the good guy for sure. It, like it's it would not bad. It
4: would have been terrible, but this show has some terrible moments. So I also wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to, if they wanted to be misogynist like really go all out there. That's why I kind of think that, that some of this was in, some of this was those, 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 those things that, that bothered, that bothered you guys, like, and especially Silverbolt's possessiveness, like in no way is Silverbolt supposed to be like in the right, the way that he's acting like, like, uh, like Cheetor, Cheetor, they, uh, with the exception of the end, which even the end, like is he's trying to be, it's trying to be teenage angst, like they were trying to write him as an awkward teen into teenage angst, which isn't necessarily like a a positive quality, but they weren't going for full on they weren't trying to make him be a creeper like yeah. they were they were trying to make him a relatable character, and you know what thirteen year old Kendall probably would have related to him, but I was also a a terrible human being when I was most of my life um but but I, but I do think, but I do think that sort of that like sort of uh, iffiness combined with the way that Silverbolt acts, as, which is just, just really, really clearly possessive and jealous, uh, like this was in this was intentional to make to make it. This was Blackarachnia. This is told from Blackarachnia's point of view. People are being jerks to Blackarachnia. You know, every even even uh, I mean even Optimus who's generally considered uh, uh the sort of he's the superman of the show he's he's the can do no wrong everything even he sort of sort of pushes it a little bit when he when he sends her on the mission again that she doesn't want to go on and doesn't and doesn't trust her to
2: be professional around her boyfriend yeah yeah, yeah. so basically if we just all imagine that this story is being told by black arachnia thousands of years in the future that kind of just gives this a, a better context
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also also I it could so. be it could be unreliable narrator if it was from man if Blacker acting was narrating it the... I would kind of like to
2: see that. Actually oh uh...
4: <laughs> This is how how I met your father
2: and it's a Silver <laughs> bolt <laughs> Well, I meant um oh what, what's that? Kurosawa film about a scene being told by three different perspectives. Um ah uh, uh, hold on
1: I think but, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it either, though.
4: And that's how I met your uncle Silverbolt.
5: What?
1: <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, um, do we have any questions, Jordan? I'm not. Sh- I think we might have had um, just a couple. Actually, Plus we had the news post.
2: Actually, we did not actually have any. From uh, what I can see, like there's okay. I uh,
3: technically asked a question. Sure, she was like. Why is Cheetor
2: so bad, or something like that? Well, like, I don't remember. I was gonna exactly say that yet. was that was during your live tweeting. Yeah, so, yeah. So any questions there is going to have to be relayed by, fr- from it from you because I only saw like maybe one or two. Well, look, uh, I'll look for it. But um, I, as I as I've been trying to remember to say more th- for people to send in comments as well, we did get uh, s- something from Ideas Girl at or you know at uh, at what is cosplay. And they wanted. They just mentioned that they don't know about any uh, real cultures, but the Harry Potter series has pre- pentagon, uh, yeah, pentagonal, pentagonal yes. collection cards. So just like oh, yeah. when, we, when we were talking about the cards that when they were playing poker with last mm. last episode.
3: Mm, the real culture hey. of Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, that was what I was saying. Like, I think that I think that there's that in in Star Trek. Like, I think Klingons or somebody, either Klingons or or Ferengi or something, have have playing cards that are a different shape. I was just, I was kind of I was just wondering if there was a sp- if there was sort of something that that came from, or if that's just like how do like we make
0: actual, how do we make
4: playing source. cards different? Oh, we'll make them a different shape.
3: Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Um, I we still appreciate the oh yeah uh, yeah 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 input yeah yeah no yeah
4: that's and it's it's also it's good to it's good that somebody gave an example of the thing that I was vaguely trying to remember <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I'm going to break this up unfortunately it looks as though there's some late breaking somewhat sad news that I just saw on Twitter uh Transformers voice director Wally Burr uh, it was announced had passed away today at the age of
5: 91. Mm. Yeah,
1: he uh, had a career spanning from the 60s all the way into the 90s. Uh, he most recently attended BotCon 2013, uh, but you you might not necessarily recognize the name, but he has worked on a vast majority of what would have comprised most children's uh, live like t v watching in the eighties and nineties uh his credits are uh my Little Pony Tales from nineteen ninety two Bucky O'Hare and the toad wars uh gem dino riders visionaries Transformers uh he was the voice director for g i Joe the movie as well as the series and the Transformers movie uh oh my gosh inspector gadget was another big one wow Super it's got a Friends. very big
3: impact on all of our childhoods. yes uh
1: That's so incredible. huge huge career uh certainly a name that is synonymous with cartoons in the in the 80s and 90s thankfully it it looks as though he, he lived quite a, a full life, uh, but of course it's always sad to to hear about someone's passing. So our, our deepest condolences to uh to the family of uh Wally Burr. So didn't mean to bring things down, but I, I just saw that on Twitter, which so I I thought it best to uh to try and yeah, make a little enough. mention of that. <sighs> All right, so with that being said, let's move on to some questions to try and brighten the mood. Did did you did find you that find one question? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah um, was is this the only question we got? Because yeah. When, I, when, when asked, uh, <laughs> why has Cheetor gone from good kid to gross teen? And because it's, it's, it's p- terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, you like, say I said, puberty, but like I just said, I I mean again, it's fiction, I guess. But I just saw a movie with two incredibly good teen boys i I, 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 I don't have any patience i guess
4: now now (laughs) emily let me let me just uh refer you to the scene which is in the trailer so this is not a spoiler where they are checking out a senior girl and addressing whether or not they have when they were stalking her they had previously seen her wear that top that
3: was that was the one moment where it was a little creepy but at least he's not like pinning her to a wall and making her uncomfortable directly like that that is not good you shouldn't stare at people but it's not as bad as a cheater is in this so right and it's also self-aware i yeah but yeah i'm just exactly. saying i'm just
4: saying
2: I'm, you know I'm there's not, some there's it's uh, well, not perfect okay so i still say it's cyber pu- puberty and i say he just doesn't have a good role model to help him through it. I mean, do <laughs> you think Rat Trap's going to give
3: good advice there? No, Rat Trap's okay. terrible.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, his one father figure, uh, Tigertron, is dead.
3: Yeah. Oh God, that brings it down. <laughs> yeah. Tigertron going to tell him the be a good boy. The one healthy Tigertron. relationship that he has
4: seen is is is, is, is they're both dead now.
5: Because because
4: uh, the writers you, decided to remove him from the show. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think it's, I mean, but in all seriousness, like, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's terrible, but uh, I, I we, you know, I agree. But um, I mean, it is just like, he's, he's, this is the first time he's felt that way. And so you don't know how to act when you feel weird. You know, nobody had the, yeah, nobody had the talk. And yeah. even if you have the talk, sometimes you make mistakes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and Primal's too busy changing bodies, and Rhinox is just too embarrassed. <laughs> Would you say that Primal
4: is too is too busy changing bodies to talk about Cheetor's changing body?
2: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, think about it. He doesn't really have a good point, you know, good point of reference to give him. Oh my god! I just saw that Warren Beast.
3: Uh, retweeted uh a, a image of optimus giving bumblebee a hug and i'm so happy <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh i mean
5: so,
4: yeah, so i will say possible. i will say like maybe this whole maybe this whole show is just a metaphor for puberty i mean if there is <laughs> if there's anybody who looks like an awkward teen it is definitely optimal optimus like she's that Jesus. you remember when you were in high school and there was that one guy that was like eight feet tall and had hands that were like gigantic?
1: yeah,
3: yeah
4: but yes, so when I was in high school, his name was Dan Treloff
3: <laughs> okay, just call out <laughs> um anyway, so no so- other
2: things? Do we have a a news post? We do have a news post. Okay. Do you want to read it, Greg? Sure. Thanks.
1: (laughs) No prob. Uh, So, uh, at Lady K. Hirsch, as always, we appreciate the news post. She opens with, Hey there, Beastie Boys and Beastie Girl. As movie news finally begins to die down, San Diego Comic-Con news is on the rise. Everyone's favorite place to wait in long lines that isn't an amusement park is back again in July. And multiple Transformers exclusives have been announced for the show. In addition, the previously announced duo of Optimus Prime and Tredicus Maximus—I'm uh, trying to remember—was that last week or the week before that we had looked at that one?
2: I think that was the week before yeah. when we looked at Tredicus Maximus. Yeah, that was
1: the black and gold trim one. Yes,
2: yeah, um, yeah. It was definitely that. But I,
1: I'm yeah. trying
2: to remember when we when we, which episode it.
1: Yeah, I, I want to say it was two weeks ago. I think. Um, so she goes on to say, so let's take a look at these fresh new goodies in addition to one or two other tiny tantalizing tasty tidbits of news. My God, I cannot believe I got through saying that without falling on my ass. <laughs> um, good
2: alliteration. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, first up on the San Diego comic-con exclusives train are some cute looking vinyl figures from bait. Uh, the figures they'll be bringing will come in four inch and six inch sizes. The four inches, are, will include Optimus, Megatron, Soundwave, and Bumblebee. And the six-inch six models uh, are just going to be Optimus and Megatron. Uh, additionally, they have an odd set featuring Megatron dressed up as a black bear brick. Uh, she goes on to say, sadly, not a transforming bear brick like with previous bear brick crossover merch. Uh, she, she makes mention that to be honest, uh she had never heard of this company before and the lack of a star screen makes this an easy pass for her. Uh, but hey, she's all for anything that isn't part of the vinyl monopoly of Funko Pop. And <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Kendall, the episode that you were on of TWA, Matt was exceptionally like he hates Funko Pop.
4: Yes, uh he's not a fan of Funko Pop. Uh Luke is over the anti-Funko Popness. Uh, I'm I'm, Luke on that one. (laughs) I'm, I'm generally pro Funko pop. Although I do think it's funny. I have a friend who, uh, and I use that term loosely who, um, who I was I was talking to at the comic book show or at, at, when I was helping mutual, it was mutual, a friend of a friend. I was helping him Mm -hmm. rescue his basement after it flooded and comic books and stuff. Uh, but, uh, he was convinced that that there were certain Funko Pops that were just going to keep going up and up in value, and you know this one's worth thousands of dollars, and <laughs> did not believe that it was a bubble. Um, yeah. But so um, I don't, I don't, I think that that's that hype is a little bit much, uh, and also Zach uh, from Teenagers with Attitude thinks that Funko Pop prototypes are horrifying. Yeah,
3: I, I mean, I haven't seen them, but I, 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 I want to say like the, these chibi transformers that that k shared i think they're really cute and i d- do yeah. agree that i'd i love a starscream one but i i think mean, they're pretty awesome and i I wouldn't mind having one
4: <laughs> also also full disclosure fun- i had funko pops on my wedding cake so <laughs> nice
3: <laughs> that's fine yeah i mean i'm just talking funko pops fine they're just a thing i don't understand yeah. what's so bad about them <laughs> well i was gonna or say them.
2: i think i think the th- the and i've like i've actually like read something about this is that the thing is is that funko pop basically was is is to like what vhs was to beta like there was a glut of of vinyl pop cultural like figure made things and because funko was basically very generic and easy molds and really quickly to be mass produced they kind of just outsold shoved everything off to the shelf space and kind of just dominated the market through through nothing but basically just basically being on the shelves and easy to put on the shelves as compared to something some things that were maybe more artistically pleasing or creative or more in line with uh like collectibles or things like that
1: or expensive.
2: And, well, yeah. And so there's a lot that there's a lot of things about those aesthetics that really really piss people off. Yeah.
1: I can get that.
2: And mind you I'm paraphrasing this and cannot give you any hard evidence but that is basically what the tone of the of what i was reading is about is that you know there were better things out there and that could have also gone well if basically retailer retailers were at least more open to trying various things as opposed to basically getting the most things out for the least lo- cost of money
4: because because in the in in today's day and age what we really have a shortage of is is collectible knickknacks that you can buy, or like high end toys. Those are also. It's just such a. It's such a shortage. It's it's very unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Ah, but uh, so continuing with with also the Casey's Power Rangers news
4: movie point. toys are good.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, continuing with Casey's news post, uh, she says the this next and she she puts double quotation marks exclusive, uh, comes courtesy of Toys R Us. It's a new release of Masterpiece 10 Optimus Prime. Uh, No need to link an image because it's identical to every previous release of the figure in the classic red and blue colors with all the same accessories. Now, the reason that she uses the multiple scare quotes around the word exclusive isn't because it's identical to previous releases. Instead, it's because they'll be selling this thing identically at retail later this year uh, it fact, just won't
2: have the exclusive tag on it
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. The new Optimus prime retail re-release had been known about for months the appearance at san diego comic con is an exclusive in the same way the last tomb raider game was an xbox one exclusive so yeah gotcha. So, in fact, uh, she goes on to say, after perusing Toys R Us's other San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, uh, she found that this was the case for most, though not all, of their quote-unquote exclusives. Uh, Needless to say, while she does want to finally get her hands on a Masterpiece 10, as would I, uh, she'll be waiting until it hits retail later this year.
2: It'll probably be cheaper than too, anyways. Yeah, I would think so.
1: Um, the the last bit of con-exclusive news for this week is by far the most exciting, coming straight from Hasbro. And she goes on to provide a link, which I shall make sure that I post like I did last week's. Uh, this, it has
2: a really cool picture.
1: Yeah. the This set, themed after IDW's recent Hasbro Universe Comics crossover event, Revolution, Features more classic characters than you can shake a stick at. You've got Jetfire for Transformers, who appears to be identical to his previous retail release, but maybe has some changes that she didn't notice uh, since she doesn't own the figure. Uh, Roadblock from G.I. Joe.
2: The only only Jetfire I have is, like, I think an actual original G1 release one. So basically.
1: I've got the re release. I've actually still got no. it in a box.
2: So I was gonna say it's it's basically containers. the it's basically the the Macross
1: yeah, toy. <laughs> pretty much. Um but it's also got uh Rom the Space Knight and one of his dire Wrath, Wraith enemies, uh Matt Tracker from Mask, Action Man, a ton of different micronauts, <laughs> and she says, and some dude I've never heard of from something called Visionaries. Um how can you not know about visionaries? It was like, they had I, like little 3d things on their chest. Yeah, the no, no,
2: not three. They were holograms. Oh yes. Holograms. My mistake. Yeah. Yes. I, I remember that. Like my, my cousins had a bunch of those toys yeah. and I had one or two, uh, growing up, but it I don't, was very much an eighties property. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, fun fact. Um, one of the reasons like, uh, and, I I don't know if this is going to be Dane or people will know immediately what I'm saying, but I used to read the Gold Digger comics by Fred Perry, and one of the things, one of the reasons why was I loved because he was he like like me was obviously a kid of the '80s, and he loved weaving uh, references, asides, and ways to basically say like his comic world took place in those cartoon world, like the like he he made reference to at like early in like some of the early issues about uh, like the main character using Penny's book from inspector gadget. I mean, (laughs) uh, and like, and you know, every once in a while they would mention things. And I know they mentioned the visionaries uh, like a few years ago in their comics and stuff. So, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of neat to see that this stuff's uh, still being tossed around.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, taking a look at the picture. It's pretty cool. Um,
2: Also, I heard apparently in the new, uh, because I was, um, uh, who was I talking with? It wasn't Leader Cassandra. It was someone else on Twitter. The new Matt Tracker is actually African-American as opposed to the blonde-eyed, blue-eyed, white, white, white Caucasian guy.
1: Well, that's cool that they changed that. Um, oh, and Leoric is the uh, the character from Visionaries. He was like the main hero, dude. And that Jetfire looks pretty much exactly the same as the one that I've got in the box. Jetfire is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so she goes on to say, but yeah, she's like, "What a set! It's jam-packed with comic-based goodness with a heavy seasoning of 80s nostalgia. And everyone except Jetfire scale with each other pretty well. Uh, as a fan of the IDW Hasbro universe, I'm feeling sorely tempted to try and get this one, though I imagine it'll go pretty fast. This is easily Hasbro's most exciting San Diego Comic Con exclusive in a long time. Uh, she asks what are our thoughts on these exclusives are, and any toward any temptation. Um, me, it's the the masterpiece, Optimus Prime. Uh, just because I'm a huge Optimus prime fanatic i love trying to get all of them so if at all possible to get one cheaply it'd be nice but at the same time i've got lots of other stuff that i'm spending money on right now so
2: um looking at those the hasbro revolution that is kind of really nice um and i'll have to say that uh if hasbro starts bringing out more mask toys i might look into getting them not just like not just like part of a collector set like if they actually start doing individual things because i mean you know if i have every mask toy that they used to make i might as well keep keep that up
1: mm. yeah. how about you m
2: i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what, what do you think of these exclusives
3: oh they look really cool yeah i mean like i said jetfire looks cool and it's combining worlds together is like yeah it's neat
1: yeah kendall how about you
4: um, I mean, you know, if Hasbro wants to send me a demo model to review, I'll I'll review them. <laughs> but
0: that's probably
4: that that's probably dire- I don't have it. I don't care at all about <laughs> these figures.
3: I I mean, like I, I'll admit, I don't have purchased in a lot of these prod products. Like I don't I don't really know like these characters super well. Like besides the Jetfire, I never watched Mask. I never watched Visionaries or a uh, GI Joe. I watched and that was cool. But like. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit, yeah. I, I never, I, I don't have a lot of purchase in these particular. Um, I, I mean,
0: frankly, franchises. I,
4: this is going to sound super like hipster snobbish of me, but like if I wanted to get toys for just dis- even for like display, because obviously if I buy action figures, I'm not like banging them up against each other. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather have figures that are just like the kind that kids play with. Like, well, the the Hasbro set looks like they might be that, but also I don't care about any of that. So okay, I, <laughs> I, I, just, I figures,
3: mean, I will say that I personally i pref- i I'd prefer to have a statue these days and like a toy that can like move around. But that's because I'm I'm I don't plan on playing with them.
4: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's just like me. I like I like the look to me. Like if you if you compare like like high end, I think that high a lot of times high end figures have too many points of articulation. So they end up looking like robots instead of, like, the characters. Um, the
1: concept, robots looking like robots.
4: Well, I mean <laughs> – well, like, I mean, like that that super high-end Optimus Primal, the masterpiece or whatever called Optimus Primal that we looked at a while back. And, I mean, in his beast mode, he had too many points of articulation. So he looked, like, weird. Um, and, and so I just, yeah, I just prefer, I just prefer low end toys. Um, mm. but also I just don't, I just, you know, it's no secret that I'm not like a fan of like the overall, the big picture transformers. I'm a beast Wars fan. So yeah this, you know, I usually tune out during these news posts. I listen uh, in full disclosure. I listened
1: to like half of that. I was like looking at Amazon <laughs> for the other half. Um, we don't, we don't have a whole lot left in it. Um, she she does make mention, uh, speaking of San Diego Comic-Con, uh, Hasbro is going to be doing a panel on that Thursday uh, showing off a first look at the upcoming Power of the Primes toy line. Uh, she imagined that this is where we're going to get our first look at the upcoming Optimus Primal toy because Optimus Primal, of course, won the uh, Power of the Primes poll. Uh, So so hopefully we'll get something pretty cool out of that Um, And hey, maybe we'll see some other beasts there too Who knows Uh, Surprisingly though, uh, that won't be the only Optimus Primal toy that we'll be getting in the near future Originally, it was rumored that a new Optimus Prime Titan Master would be coming out towards the tail end of the Titan's return, Return toy line Uh, But thanks to a recent German toy listing, it appears that it's actually Primal who will be getting the Titan Master treatment. So, in addition to the eventual full-size figure, we'll also be getting his head soon as well. Uh, So,
2: like a headmaster?
1: Yeah. Ah. So, uh, lastly, in not San Diego Comic-Con news, uh, online shop Big Bad Toy Store will be exclusively reissuing some classic Predacons. Uh, which Predacons, you ask? Perhaps Megatron or Waspinator? Actually, they're reissuing the original Predacons. Uh, so it's the original Predaking Combiner set uh, is getting an exclusive online reissue. Uh, she says it's not her cup of tea, but certainly is a cool box set for anyone who is a fan of the Savage Group, who is usually in some way tied to the creation of the Beast Wars Predacons in most comic tie-ins.
2: They were pretty pretty good. Like, yeah, kind of interesting. Said I had the eagle thing f- part of it, and <laughs> no, now I think this, all I for, have left, left is the wings. King Jam.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she she goes off to to close out the news post this week, saying after last week's drought, we had a lot of stuff flood in this week. But hey, a lot of it was pretty cool. She she's going to leave us all with a question. Besides Dinobot, which deceased or missing in action Transformer from Beast Wars would you like to see Megatron make Transmetal two clone of? So, adios till next week.
3: <laughs> well, if we're gonna bring back someone under Megatron's, you know, kind of thing, um, mm. maybe like
2: Scorponok. Or I was like,
1: thinking the same thing. Scorponok yeah. might have been cool to have seen some sort of a Transmetal two clone of.
2: Or pterosaur. Pterosaur would have been.
1: Mm. Um,
2: I'd like to. See, I'd like to see him try. Try to make another, just a Transmetal clone. And make like make it of waspinator just as like a test subject, <laughs> and then see what see what see what that two Wasp is running around. Yeah, yeah sure. see what that, that what weird. that what that would do. Um, yeah. I would say
3: uh, an evil version of Tigatron Ooh. would be cool. Mm. It would be cool. I'd also be like, oh man, my boy Tigatron. <laughs> would it actually
1: have a proper stealth mode?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, that
3: would be its extra loud mode, but it'd be
2: quiet. <laughs> it's rock and roll mode. And then it would just, you would never hear it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, there's the news post for this week. Um, anybody got anything they would like to plug?
2: Um, I'll, as usual, like plug, uh, Jesse Cooper's like, CurioCast podcasts, Emporium stuff. They turn a page, basically did a, uh, the, what was it? The planet eater, like turn, like choose your own adventure book. Oh, cool. Yeah. Part one and two with, uh, uh, what's what's Caleb and Tim Stevens and (laughs) like the book itself is pretty bad but just just the just basically because of that what what they were saying in tangents they went on and the jokes they were making were pretty funny so you know like I'd I'd recommend that and also Darren Husted's uh Prince track by track uh podcast is still going on
1: oh cool nice Em, how about you?
2: Um, well, you can always
3: catch my art on dandyshare.tablo.com and on my Twitter at This is Emeralds and my Instagram, This is Emerald. You can also get me on YouTube at uh, This is Emerald. And um, yeah, I, was all, I guessed it on this week's Totally Reprise, so check that out. And Thanks. you would have been able to hear it early if you subscribe to <laughs> Ashley's Patreon, which you should do. Give Ashley your fucking money. <laughs> And also, <laughs> Molly just started up Patreon, and give Molly your fucking money. Yeah, all right, doing that. Yeah, same. <laughs>
1: Kendall, how about you?
3: Um, you can uh,
4: find everything I do at kendallcast.ninja. Ninja. Uh, I, for some reason, am playing through Dark Souls and and uh, doing some periodic uh, updates of my progress. I saw
3: that. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. to see it from someone who. Uh, yeah wasn't so tied into the <laughs> the knowledge around Dark Souls.
4: Yeah. Um so yeah, that's a thing. Um but uh yeah and um do podcasts and things there too. Uh yeah just go to Ninja and you can see all the things.
1: I will also say you did a, a good job repping us uh on this past week's TWA. Uh apparently you really know your ebay stuff i will say that just not to, <laughs> to, to spoil it too much for folks who haven't listened to the episode yet but it was pretty good um as always you can find us on auentropy.com uh, as well as a wide array of other podcasts we oh my god i've lost count how many do we have now
2: um, we have we just we just added we just added like besides the skies of academia the yep. Uh, we
1: got the book of Medora.
2: Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, I yes. still need to
3: listen to that.
1: Yeah, but well, we're I, still, I, last <laughs> we so still
2: last alphabetically.
5: It's so disheartening. Every
4: time we go on the page, and ours is the last one on the list. They need yes. to they need to flip that list so it's reverse alphabetical. <laughs> <laughs> or we um, could change the, our name to One Warren Beast Podcast.
1: <laughs> um. We've got a, with the the Book of Medora, it's a, a, a self-described bi-weekly exploration of how the Zelda mythology was constructed game by game from its simple beginnings to the labyrinth it is today. The um, first episode is up on Audio Entropy now. I do know that they've got a bunch of other episodes in the works, and they're going game by game by game. Uh, the first episode was Breath of the Wild, just because it was the most recent one to come out. Like And it was so, so recent. Um, I listened to it. It was really good. Uh, so definitely check that out. Um, as always, if you like what, what we do or anybody else does on the site, uh, there is a donate link up at the top. It just goes to help out with the uh, the various costs associated with running a podcast network.
3: Give and Audio Entropy your kid. fucking money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, As well, I will also say uh, that there is... Something else that M. Jordan and I, as well as Mike from Teenagers with Attitude, uh, did this past Saturday. I don't think it's up yet.
3: I don't know when it will be either. Yeah, but, uh, it's coming. Not
1: sure when, but it is coming. So check out the the Video Entropy uh, link on Audio Entropy or on the YouTube channel as well, because uh, it is going to be a video. Uh so I, I I'm I'm not gonna spoil it too much, but yeah, definitely check it out. Keep an eye on the web on Facebook. Uh to to you'll probably see Mike announce it there. So, so yeah, there you go. Been another week, another episode down. We are we are now officially eight episodes left of the Beast Wars series. So exciting. Getting down to the wire. But yeah. It's been another week. So, for Warren Beast, I have been Greg.
2: I have been Emily. I have been Jordan.
1: I'm Kendall. <laughs> Kendall, have you been looking at Amazon?
4: No, I just,
2: I'm tired.
1: Ah, okay. Well, let's roll, folks.
2: So, my favorite bit uh, was Rom versus the guy with a giant magnet. <laughs>